Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Oh man, here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying co-worker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. HawkFanatic.com brought to you by Dr. Lance Forbes, Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids. Henry's Painting, Players Sports Bar and Grill downtown. The Oxyoke Inn in the Amanas, Premier Automotive in North Liberty. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Supel's Flowers, the home of 1-800-800-ROSE. GT Car, his crew and family at Supel's Siding and Remodeling. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars. Falvo Brothers Pizza, Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement, and Patrick Eads, his great staff and service department, too, at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln on Mormon Trek. Here's Tom Suter along with Pat Hardy from hawkfanatic.com. Yes, indeed. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. Good to see you both, Chipper. Ah, Chipper. Ready to face the week with full tanks of gas. Yeah. Right? With vigor. I'm tired. With vigor. Do you have vigor? No. You're already tired? <laughs> yeah, I'm already tired. Has it been has it been a good show so far? Oh, this has been one of the How's Hunter? Did one the, of the shows. Did the time off affect him at all or was he just uh, did just, he pick up where he left off? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hunter sounds healthy and supercharged. Yeah. Oh yeah. Re energized. Yeah. Yes. And and an old friend is back. Yeah? Yeah. The KCJJ germ jar. It is jar. back in full swing. No wraps <laughs> on any of that stuff. <laughs> Watching you guys rush to the pooper, then go right into that thing. <sighs> God, have some. No, God, you couldn't. Oh. I, I was... What's that? Oh, it's the... Yeah. yeah I couldn't... More. In the I'm not sure how much you'd have to pay. If, I mean, if you offered me five thousand, I'd dip in there. I'm and eat not one. offering you five thousand. Not offering you nothing. Well, that's why I'm not going. Five thousand, I'd eat one of those things, and then I'd rush right to the. Well, I can't go. That's well water there, right? I'd have to go over to that water to rinse my mouth off. It's drinkable though. Yeah, it's the, drinkable. The well water. Oh yeah. But oh, if yeah. I got that right there, I'm going there. Sure. And it's oh, yeah. closer to the germ yeah. jar. So once I eat that thing, and I realize I've just got dysentery and everything else going in me, I can go <laughs> wash it down. Wash it down with some. Those things aren't wrapped. Those things aren't wrapped. No, they're not. No. Those are hands going in there. Different hands. Yes. Hands yes. that go to different yes. parts of the body. Yes. 
Well, before they go into uh, having uh, replaced the soap many times, uh, I can tell you people are washing. Their we actually hands. wash our hands. Yeah. I wash my hands when I'm yeah. here. There's and times where I pet Wopsy a lot, then I wash my hands. Yeah. I love dogs, but dogs are filthy dogs, animals. Uh, they are filthy. Although my dogs never rolled in poop, does Wopsy? Uh, not to my knowledge. My dogs never did that. I, I never yeah. understood. I do see people. She's rolled a couple times in mud, but she's never rolled in. The dog we had growing up, Ginger, uh, my brother Billy got a bunch of bullfrogs, and I don't know what he did with but they were dead. (laughs) And they were put in a... a, That's how Dahmer started. Put in a sheet and buried. (laughs) Well, they unearthed it a a month later, and the dog rolled in it. I'm just glad Billy didn't turn out to be a serial killer. (laughs) He didn't. That's how a lot of them start. I was watching very scary people last night. <laughs> David Berkowitz. He started. He was mean to dogs. He didn't yeah. like dogs. A lot of serial killers. They start by pets. they do animals. Yeah. They do losers. It was last night. It was Son of Sam and Charles Manson back to back four hour episodes. <laughs> wow. I forgot that Charles Manson stuff. Wow, I, that's freaky. I mean, what were you like eighteen, nineteen when that? Yeah, wasn't it what 70, 70, 69, August of sixty nine, and it wasn't seventy. Well, that was when the so seventeen trials, yeah. yeah, yeah. But August of sixty nine, yeah. August eighth, or I think maybe August eighth, nineteen something like that. But man, I just forgot how gruesome. Oh yeah, that was the killings deal. were. Yeah, and that what's his name, Tex? Tex Watson. He basically Tex killed Watson. them all. I mean, the, Charles yeah. Tex Watson. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, man, what a. I mean, just a creepy story. That one. The David Berkowitz. He was just a loser who couldn't adjust to life, so he took it out on. People who looked like they were, you notice he always killed people that were like either together having yeah, fun. Yes. Because yeah. he was such a pathetic loser. But now he's found God in prison. If he's still, is he still, I think he's still alive. Uh, he, is. Or, he is. He, he is. He okay. said he found God in prison. I am yeah, they all almost find God positive he is still alive. Okay. Everybody Listen. finds God in prison. But man, I remember New York Whether City. they find God or not. Yeah, think really. About, can you believe that was 45 years ago? 77? I sure remember that. Oh, I do. Man. I remember that. I, I mean, the whole nation was captivated by that. And the people in New York were petrified. Yeah. I mean, especially the women, of course. I mean, then the other one they had was Zodiac, and they never did find him, uh-huh. did they? The movie was good. Did you ever see the movie? You know, yeah, I think I did. I, yeah. thought, the, I thought the movie was good. I mean, I didn't like the ending as much as I was hoping I would. It just kind of ended. But was it Angelo and Kenny? It was Jake... Um, I mean, weren't that their names? Yeah. The cousins, Angelo and Kenny. No, that's not, that's Zodiac. That's the Hillside Strangler. Hillside Strangler, yeah. Zodiac, they never technically, they think they found found him, but there was never a conviction or arrest or anything. They have theories as to who it was, but yeah, that one was freaky too. So what about BTK? Buying torture. Yeah, he was awful. Yeah. Yeah, just, boy, Hawk Fanatic, we're off on serial killers. (laughs) Two (laughs) days after the kid. My fault. My fault. I know. Well, we watched uh, the Elvis movie. Bind torture. Weekend. Wasn't that bind torture kill? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of BTK, you uh, sat through the uh, kids' day practice. Okay, you had. Some I con- stood through it. I stood through it. You yeah. had some concerns going in. Let's list them. Okay, number one. Well, the depth at receiver is without question the number one concern, and they had three other six scholarship receivers are out with injuries right now. They have Sam Laporta flanking out a lot. Sam uh-huh. Laporta right now looks like he may play some receiver. He did it in high school. And then you have Luke Lachey that can kind of do the tight end role. But Kirk says if they have to do that, they'll do that. And there was numerous times where they had three walk-on wide receivers out there. So you didn't see anything out of the wide receiver core to make you feel better about that position? Group. Not better, no. Okay. No, well, no, without question, not better. They're just too, too much 
lack of depth. What I was most encouraged about, I thought LaShawn Williams ran hard, ran patience, ran with patience. Then I was impressed with the two freshman running backs. I think they can help. I think they can play now just from what I saw physically. I mean, Caleb Johnson's a big kid, and I like the fact that he wraps both arms around the ball. There was one play where I didn't think he was going to get anything, and he ended up getting three yards by cutting it outside, and it was a really tough run. Now, you also got to take into account, I know a lot of my colleagues keep all these stats and whatever. Until the very end, it's never a full I mean, there were a couple times like when J.J. on Patterson got through and was running and Jack Campbell would wrap him up, but he wouldn't tackle him. It uh-huh. was, so it's really hard to get the full evaluation. I'm not proclaiming stars or anything. I do think, though, there's going to be at least four or five freshmen that will help. Wampa's going to – I mean, he's – I mean, um, Quinn – I think that, you listed five in your Yeah, Wampa's going to be great for Quinn Schulte because Quinn Schulte's going to have to play at such a high level to keep Wampa from playing, and they could play some together. I was really impressed with Wampa. He's bigger than I thought. That was the first time I've ever really stood. I mean, I don't cover recruiting, so he's I never. He's a good-sized kid. He's at he? least six one and a half, six two. I mean, he looks like he could be a outside linebacker if he, if he really wanted to. I was impressed with him. Aaron Graves has a motor that's ready. He plays with a tempo that Kirk likes. He will help them inside at defensive tackle. That will allow Lucas Van Ness to go out and play defensive end more. And I think that's what they really would like to see is, is Lucas Van Ness crashing from the edge. I think at least one of the two running backs will play. I mean, they haven't talked to either one of them about redshirting yet. I think at least one of them will have to play because Devin Helson's still hurt. Mm-hmm. And who's to say? These kids may be better than Devin Helson. It's hard to say. And Gavin Williams is hurt right now. you got to have three running backs at all times ready to go. So I I think one of those and um, who's let's see the didn't uh, the the tight end kid Ostrega? Oh, a- Addison Ostrega. Based on yesterday, I will see him playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday he looked like their number three tight end. I know Kirk has been saying that Johnny Pascuzzi has been kind of emerging at that mm-hmm. number, and he had a couple moments. The problem with Johnny is he caught a ball in the flat and he took a shot to the quad and he was he was out. I mean, you could tell he was in a lot of pain. One of those like, and he just didn't. I don't remember him doing much. So based on Saturday, yeah, Addison Estranga, I think, looks like he's going to play. And Kirk said they will. They always have at least three tight ends uh-huh. ready to go. So well, especially with the wide receivers. Being yeah, and especially weak. if Laporta's got to play some at wide receivers. So those are the five freshmen from just when I saw Saturday that I could see playing. I think at least three of those five that I mentioned will play this year. And one of the things that most of us have been concerned about the kickers were perfect. Saturday. They were perfect. The problem with that though is they could go out Monday. It sounds like they've been better this fall, but Kirk wasn't ready to anoint anyone yet. Mm-hmm. But, no, they were good. They weren't just perfect. Those things were, like, right down the middle. I, I, bear, I maybe of the 15 they made, maybe one or two was kind of, yeah, is it going to go, is it going to go? The other ones you knew right when those guys kicked it, it was going in. So, yeah, Aaron Blome and Drew Stevens, a sophomore and a freshman, are both – are both doing real well right now. So that was another positive thing. The problem is you just can't get too carried away and assume that's what's going to happen during no, the season. of course not. The other thing that I kind of liked, and I didn't think I would see much of it, now it wasn't always against the number one defense, I thought the offensive line had a decent surge at times. I thought there were times when LaShawn Williams ran hard, put his head down, and was following that line. And you look up, and boom, five yards. So you feel a little better about your 9-3 and three prediction? I feel a little better. I'm still not any closer to 10-2. and two. I'm still... Nine and three is not bad. I mean, oh, that, no. no, I'm still I feel okay with nine and three. If I had to switch, I'd still probably go to eight and four. Spencer didn't do a lot because, I mean, I know there's some people that would like to think there's still a competition. He's the starting quarterback, and yes, and Saturday he looked like the starting quarterback. He was the most sure 
But that's good. Of what he was doing. He made a couple really nice throws over linebackers and in between safeties on the sideline. One really nice one to Arlen Bruce where he had the tight end going shorter in the flat and Arlen going a little deeper. He threw it right over the tight end, placed it perfectly. There was one stretch where Spencer completed four or five passes, and I'd say two or three of them were really nice throws. Now, granted, he's not getting hit. And, I mean, the cynic's going to come right out and say, you know, he's not getting hit. He, let's see what he does. And, yeah, let's see well, what he does for sure. against Wisconsin. I'm not going to proclaim, oh, bring on Alabama. I just, was, I just thought Saturday Spencer looked clearly the best of the three quarterbacks who participated. Uh, Alex and Labus had their moments, but they just didn't look as good as Spencer did. He played with confidence, looked poised, and was accurate and had good anticipation. So as best you could tell, did you feel that the uh... – Offense flowed better than, say, when we saw him in the spring? Well, flowed better than we've seen him at other kids' day practices, too. They've had yeah. some really bad they have. kids' day practices before where, I mean, you leave there thinking, yeah, you know, it's just one, don't go too much the other way either. But, no, th- this was just good. And then you knew it was good because usually after this kind of practice, Kirk will get up there and say, well, you know, you see, this is why we practice. You saw today we got a little ways to Right away, Kirk's like, you know, I'm actually really pleased with He Elijah. was real positive. And he was positive about the tempo. And when Kirk starts talking about tempo and attitude, that's a good sign. And when he means by tempo, that's just guys just bringing it, play in and play out consistently throughout practice. That's what Aaron Graves does. He just doesn't stop. And that's what Kirk wants. That's what you have to do at this level. So, yeah, it was very encouraging. Nobody got hurt. I mean, Johnny Pascuzzi was a bruise. I mean, those things can hurt, but that's the kind of thing with ice, he should be okay. He's in pain, but no injuries. But no, from what I, yeah, no, Kirk said there were no injuries, and thank God, because there was a ton of guys out. Mm -hmm. A ton of guys out. And I think some of that is precautionary. I mean, Gavin Williams is out. I mean, there were, I mean, I think over the defensive line, I counted maybe five guys out. Uh, There, Yeah, there were just some linebackers were out and what have you, but it was... It was an encouraging performance because they just looked like they were in sync and they played with good tempo. So there. But cool. I'm still sticking to nine and three. Well, nine and three is, you know, well, it I mean, still gives you a chance for a, a 10 win season. I mean, if anyone scoffs at nine wins going into a season as a prediction, oh, you're a hater, then they, have a, they need a reality <laughs> check. I think that's pretty encouraging, nine wins. Well, and if two of those losses happen to be to Ohio State and Michigan, that means you only lose one to your West. Well, you're, if Kermes. that's the case, you're probably winning the West. Yes. Unless, I guess, I, I just don't see Wisconsin running. I just don't see it. I Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just had this little temporary setback caused some by COVID. Maybe they're going to hit the ground running like they did before, but I don't see it. I just don't think they – I mean, Braylon Allen's good. Don't get me wrong, but you think he's as good as Melvin Gordon? I, I don't. I don't either, right now at least, and I'm not sure – and I don't know that his lines is Well, good. plus, and they've got the same quarterback, Graham Mertz. Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, he's still their quarterback, and he's been probably worse than Petrus. Well, I think he has. I mean, and that game last year that Wisconsin won, it was not because of Graham Mertz. No. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, it was encouraging, though. Kirk seemed encouraged, and the Kids' Day event is always – I thought there might be a few more fans there. There weren't as many fans, but – I don't think Iowa's going to be too worried about that because the games are sold out. I mean, exactly. I mean, there's really not much more you can do. The weather was the weather um, cooperated. It was one of the more pleasant kids. It was actually one of the more pleasant back-to-back days that I can remember between media day and the kids' day because either you've got just unbelievable heat and humidity, but no, both days were very pleasant. So I know there's there's still what two more weeks of practice, two full weeks well, of I mean, practice. Yeah, I mean. We, yeah, we're just Saturday was the three week 
So this past Saturday was three weeks until the season opener. So, yeah, so they actually have three weeks. Yeah, they've got, yeah. like Kirk said, we still got, they've got three f- full weeks of five days. Yeah, they've still got a lot of work to do. I mean, it's, I mean, the season kind of feels like it's right around the corner, but it's still three weeks away. Yeah. There's a lot that can change. Hopefully they can get these guys healthy and avoid any serious injuries. Because I know fans are ready. I mean, you don't sell out all seven home games a month before the season starts and when you're not ready for action. Well, reading your stuff, I felt uh, more encouraged about the season than – than I did last week. Yeah, I mean, there was a positive vibe to come. Yeah. I usually don't – I don't always feel that leaving a kid's day practice or one of the few open practices we get. But this just – and Kirk has been saying things. I think Kirk thinks he's got a great team as far as leadership and as far as chemistry and what have you. I think he likes the veteran leadership. And sometimes that can be the difference of going 7-5 and five or 9-3. and three. You just mm-hmm. – you never know. I mean, do I think they're going to beat Ohio State? No. Nothing I saw Saturday would make me think that they're going to beat Ohio State because as great as Wampa is, Ohio State's got uh, uh, 20 of those yeah. at multiple <laughs> positions. So, no, I don't – but I do give them a chance to beat Michigan. I think they're going to – I agree I with give you. Them a chance. If it was there, no, no. If it was in Ann Arbor, I'd be, I'd be writing that off as an – it's here, I give them a chance. Traditionally, we play Michigan pretty darn tough. Yeah. We, we play better against Michigan than we do against Ohio State. Oh, without question. I mean, Hayden had more success against yeah. Michigan than Ohio yeah. State. But I've also thought more times than not, Ohio State has better players than Michigan. Oh, agreed. Recently. Didn't always, that didn't always used to be the case, but I think in the last 20, 30 years, Ohio State usually has an edge over Michigan. I know Jamie would kill me for saying that, but I just think that's If been the he case. looked at it objectively, he, he would have to agree. But he can't, though. He's a former Michigan player. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. every, I mean, and it's Ohio State. Yeah, and it's Ohio State, too. So. But, and I'm not real confident about the Wisconsin game, but it is here. But, like, I say that to myself, then I remind myself, well, Wisconsin's won five out of the last six games here. I don't think they're intimidated. They're intimidated I don't think the, the Kinnick thing does anything to them. Nothing. So I think it's going to come down to just playing better than Wisconsin, regardless where the game is. And I'm not real confident that's going to happen. It's, I don't think it's – I think it, I'm worried that it's going to be another one of those where they can't run, and then without being able to run, they just kind of unravel on offense, and then they play not to lose – because there's times where they just don't even fire a shot against Wisconsin. And they don't really try to do anything on offense. And, I mean, last year's game was just... It's awful. It was... I mean, even the game they won up there in 15, they had 77 passing yards. They just have not been able to do much against Wisconsin's mm-hmm. defense. Well, hello. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't remember. <laughs> I watched the game on TV, Iowa. Ohio State beat Iowa fifty-five to twenty-four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually Iowa won that one. A lot of people don't remember. <laughs> hey, they're calling you. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that Iowa lost to Ohio State fifty-five. Yeah, he, he got confused. He, yeah, he's he, confused. Well, he was getting a a call on a some kind of uh, radio. He's, he's a first responder. <laughs> yeah. Fake Dirk's a first responder. <laughs> Our lives depend on him. The question is, what's he responding to? Yeah, our lives depend on him. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. Um, but no, I think he had that turned around. If I remember correctly, <laughs> Iowa won that game. He did. And I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong, I, I know that week of the buildup to the Iowa, we're going to all be writing about that. I don't think those Ohio State players care. 
No. I don't think it, and maybe it'll give them that. Most, none of those guys were playing. No. Those guys were all in junior high, and they had nothing to do with that. I, I think they may, after the game, if they win, oh, we got so sick of hearing about. And seven, it's got nothing to do it's with. It's got nothing. But it, it's such an unusual thing because Iowa's trying to beat Ohio State two games in a row. I know there's been a five-year gap. They're trying to, like I said to you Saturday, they're trying to beat Ohio State in back-to-back games for just the third time ever. I mean, think about third that. Third time in over 100 years. And the other two guys who did it were Evie and Howard Jones, you know, <laughs> legends. <laughs> That's what it takes to beat Ohio State two games in a row. So it's going to be... And as Howard Jones said, nobody is to blame. Yeah. Things will only get better. <laughs> That's right. He did say that, didn't he? Did. he? Yeah. Oh, that, is that two different, different songs? Yeah, two different songs. I yeah. think I remember both of them. He was yeah. popular in the 80s. Yeah. He was. I'm sure you played him. You, probably... you have three, three good hits, didn't he? You fed that engine, didn't you? Yeah. I, no one I, is I to blame. I, I liked a lot. Yeah. How about better than Ezra? I like better uh, than Ezra. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was that Foolish Love or something yeah. like that? Foolish something. Something like that, so but but no, it was it was about, it went about as well as it could. It was only about an hour and forty five minutes too. I mean, and last year I think it was only about an hour and a half. Kirk didn't keep him out there for a real long time, but you think about it, he still has three more weeks of practice. I mean, you don't have to grind it every day, and what have you. But it was, and then I interviewed. And it both. was hot. It was it really wasn't though. It really no. It really? was it, no. It, it was it was sort of hot, but not like days in the past. There's been other. Kids' day practices where it's been in the high 80s, low 90s, tons of humidity. It was it was about as pleasant. And, and then Friday at media day, I mean that was, I mean it got a little hot at the end when the clouds dispersed about three in the afternoon. But for the most part, media day was pleasant. I mean hell, when I went on a walk yesterday, I got cold. I mean this, it was this week's looking. This real is incredible cold. this week. Yeah, but yeah. no, I got the sweat that I had from walking yesterday. When the wind would yeah. blow, I'd freeze because it was like sixty-five degrees when yeah. I was walking. It was yeah. it was really nice. So no, it was a good weekend. And like I said, no injuries. And so now you just Great. you just take whatever narrative you want. If you want to say bring on Alabama, that's your right. At this point, you're not wrong. Do you think they could beat Alabama? I don't. Why? <laughs> I think it would be a thirty-five to seven or a thirty-five think, to three. You think Iowa's defense would have st- trouble stopping Bryce Young in Alabama? Yes, I do. I agree. I mean, Iowa's defense is very good. Real don't good. get me wrong, but a defense also needs an offense to help. So, but and that's what happened in the Michigan game last year. The defense actually, if you go back, I watched the replay of that Michigan game. They, the Iowa defense was pretty good in the first half. They had a couple trick plays. That a couple trick plays, perfectly. but you take those you take those out for two and a half quarters. The Iowa defense played well enough for Iowa to be in that game, and but yep. the offense just did nothing. Nothing. And then eventually the defense wore down in the th- late in the third quarter, and they scored a bunch of touchdowns late. And, and but yeah, the trick plays burned them. Michigan was playing with so much confidence. They were, so. and in fairness, those trick plays still take execution. Yes, they do. I mean, they still had to make a perfect pass to the receiver. Granted, he was wide open. And Blake Corum still had to make a move on, I think it was Jamari Harris, that bit on the little fake inside, and boom, he was gone. That's not all just coaching. Some of that's athleticism and what have you. And Blake Corum's back this year, too. So they've yeah. got, Michigan's got a, they've got a good run. They don't have Haskins anymore, but they have Corum, and you know they're going to have a good backup. So I'm not guaranteeing a win against Michigan. I picked Iowa to win that game 21-20. But like I said, I think that's a winnable game for Iowa. And that could go a long way in determining what kind of season they have. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, if they take care of business in the games, you expect them to win. Like they can't lose. To me, they can't lose any of the three non-conference. I mean, no, no. disrespect to Iowa State, but when you lose that many people, you're playing at your opponent's field, and you have haven't beaten them in God, what is it, 
six, seven six, years. Seven, to me, common sense just tells you Iowa should win that game. They should. They, also, should. they should also beat Rutgers. They should also beat Illinois. Those, that's five wins they should have because I believe they're the better team. I'm willing to say Minnesota's us. I could go back and forth. Um, but on paper, I think they're a little better than Minnesota, but that's a very tough game to evaluate. Yeah, no, that'll be real tough um, at Minnesota. Yeah, that's a tough yeah. one. I wouldn't. I, that's almost a toss-up. I mean, the five I just said to me, those earlier five, those are, I would say, are nothing's a sure win, but a, a probable win or a should be a win, if that yes. makes sense. Yes. Those five. The other ones, I mean, you could, Ohio State should be a loss. Wisconsin should be a loss. Those are the two. Michigan, to me, is 50-50. Minnesota's maybe 51-49. I mean, there's nine of their games. Right? They should beat Nebraska here. They should. I mean, they should. They shouldn't lose. I'm. I'm worried about that game because I do think Nebraska may be better this year. And then Northwestern. But um, Northwestern, I think they're they're better than Northwestern on paper, but that doesn't always translate onto the field. So we'll see. I don't know what to expect from Northwestern's quarterback situation. Well, they were sure weak last year, weren't they? Yeah, and then when they had Peyton Ramsey, they were really good and they won the Big Ten West. But yeah. Northwestern, they got to get their quarterback situation figured out. I mean, they play pretty solid defense year in and year out. But yeah, their offense was dreadful last yeah, year. Yeah, it sure was. It really was. So we'll see. Well, remember, no Karn today. She's in Cleveland. Yeah. Karn out there in Ohio, raising hell. <laughs> if it's hot, it'll be a Cleveland steamer out there. Cleveland, you don't think she's attacking like the FBI <laughs> office out there, do you? No, I don't believe that she would do that. In honor of what's the guy? They killed that guy, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, he was just mad that they had bulletproof glass. Like, wouldn't you think that the if anyone's going to have bulletproof glass, wouldn't it be the FBI? <laughs> you would think. You would think. And thank I mean, God they did. This morning, all the threats. What threats? Uh, against the FBI, oh. and they're going to get a dirty bomb, and all this crap, and and I, and they're talking about it being on social media. Well, I know where there's a dirty bomb right in that freaking germ jar. There's a dirty bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that thing detonates. We're done. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? Germs. I don't like germs. Well, the, you I've know, never liked germs. <laughs> you need germs. You understand that, don't you? Uh, yes, I understand. I remember uh, War of the Worlds. Yeah. We won because of our germs. Well, and we have immunity to a lot of terrible diseases. I mean, you know the scene. You know the scene where they come in War of the Worlds, right? Yeah. And Tom Cruise is back. If he had had that germ jar holding that thing up, they would have just. You would have seen him going away. They wouldn't have been able to fight. What about if that germ jar was in signs. Uh, well, there's no water in it. Well, yeah, I know, but it make them thirsty. It's pretzels. True, and then salty. they'd have no. That's they'd true. They'd reach yeah. for the water and they'd yeah. die. Yeah. What a god, just stupid. <laughs> freaking movie i sat through that and i go well this is just stupid they've mastered everything inner you know intergalactic travel and jumping all over crap. homes racing yeah. through cornfields yeah killing. and they don't know that they're allergic to water they don't know that we're all water no no well they've heard that there's global warming so they figured by the time they got here the water would be gone <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is honest to god well, and then his last movie, the thing old on the beach. That have you watched that yet? No. You guys should. It's just bizarre. It's just which watch, movie? Old. There's a part of this. It, it ends up being like a government experiment. I could. I kind of slept off and on through the. It ends up where there's this particular beach where these people aged like thirty years in like two days. They they came there with their family and they were like a nine and a seven year old. And then they left in like in their fifties. Like seems two, no. like I've aged thirty, thirty years. 
here. But it was some type here. of government experiment or something at the end, working on trying to find. I don't know. I watched the Elvis movie. It was that a, would age you in a hurry. It, it was okay. It was okay. It was but what about Elvis? They're not really. They're not. What of? Huh? They're not really okay. What? They're not good movies. Most of them. No, not the Elvis movies. The Elvis movie. Oh, so okay. Who, who played okay. Elvis? Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. But he was he real was, good. I hear he was really good, and uh, Tom Hanks was really good as Colonel Parker. But thank you very much. Uh, but it was okay. I mean, I'm. It, See, I'm not yeah. interested enough in Elvis to watch a movie. Plus, I know enough about Elvis to where there's yeah. really nothing. There was nothing new. Nothing new, because we know so much about yeah, it. Yeah, Parker was a... A dick. A, yeah, just a jerk and a liar. Uh, hello? You know, I know we're, this is the time of year to talk about the present and not future recruits, but what do you guys know about that kicker from uh, Mediapolis, Iowa? It's like number two or three in the country. He might be a senior or junior this year. Yeah, I've I've read a little bit about him. I know we've done a story or two on him. I mean, he's he sounds like he's very advanced for a kicker his age. I believe he's a junior. I want to say I think Cla- that's right. Uh, yeah, and he's I noticed he's won some national awards at camps and what have you. So I I know they're aware of him. I mean, he's getting looks. The question with kickers is a lot of kickers come to college without scholarships. Some get scholarships, but a lot of them like uh, this. Um, the Iowa's kickers are walk-ons. Mm-hmm. Nate Kading came with a scholarship. Kyle Schlicker came with a scholarship. But a lot of kickers come as walk-ons and then earn scholarships. But they're aware of him, and he sounds like he's pretty good. Hey, yeah, that was my other question as to whether we've been whether we've offered him a scholarship or is the thought of I'm of not sure. I don't know if they don't believe they have. I don't know if they've offered him or not. They're still if he's only going into his junior year, there's still plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yep. But sometimes yeah. they would prefer to get specialist without having to use a scholarship to begin with and sometimes that works but it's getting harder because a lot of these kickers are going to all these college list is uh iowa of course auburn michigan notre dame wisconsin who's this this uh kicker drew miller how'd you find him that quick minneapolis oh did you just did you just google mini minneapolis kicker yeah okay yeah no he's been there's been a lot of coverage on him i mean all i mean you know how recruiting coverage is now i mean you do anything at a camp you're gonna have 10 guys writing about it that's i mean the market is so saturated with recruiting coverage right now so yeah i've i'd heard of him and i don't even cover recruiting so that's a pretty good list of schools too you had an article in february on him. yeah i know we've written a couple things on him and they still got what two years of school left (laughs) yeah well, and then they offered Jack Campbell's brother, Drew. Saw that. He's got two years of school left. And I had a couple of people over at Iowa ask me about him. I'm like, I've never seen him. But if Iowa's offering him before he plays a game as a junior, he must be pretty good. I'm not even sure if Jack was offered that early. So if you get an offer from Iowa, because Iowa doesn't just throw out scholarship offers like party favors. They're pretty particular about who they offer to. And to get one before your junior year, that's pretty impressive. It is. Well, his brother certainly uh, has oh, yeah. earned his scholarship. Yeah, his brother is very good. And he's, barring injury, I think he's got a chance to leave here as one of the. I mean, if he makes first team All Big Ten and makes some All American teams, he will easily be in top 10 linebackers next time I mm-hmm. do my list. Because, yeah, he's he's a great player. He's a great leader. The the um, His teammates seem to really respect him. And one of the funny things talking to the freshman running backs was they were asked both, hey, have you had your welcome to the Big Ten moment? And, um, Patterson said he was welcomed with a hit by Lucas Van Ness, and Caleb Johnson said that Kayvon Merriweather welcomed him to the Big Ten. 
And I thought that was kind of fun. They, both these guys, though, just they said the right stuff. You know these kids have egos. They all want the same thing, too. They all want sure. to be the starter and carry the ball the most. But Jay-Z on Patterson said, he goes, I don't look at it as competition with, with um, Caleb. We're friends. We're helping each other. I was pretty impressed with that. And if you think about it, not one running back is going to play. I mean, you need two running backs. Oh, at least. I think in this day and age, even the teams that have star running backs, there's always a complimentary piece that plays. You can't just have the same guy pounding. First of all, you want to have a variant style, and they do run a little bit differently. And I think those guys both realize, hey, you know, maybe not this year, but we're going to play. We're both going to play, and we're both going to help each other because we're both going to be fresh when, when they're playing because of the other guy. Yeah. And I always see Nick Bill, Tony Stewart. I mean, I always had a lot of really good – running back combinations. Now, Ronnie Harmon didn't share the position much, but Ronnie also didn't carry 35 times between the tackles. They no. got him the ball out in the flat. He did a lot of screen passes and what have you. So, no, I, those were two good gets, and both of them said Liddell Betts is the biggest reason they're here, which that's what you want to do when you hire an assistant coach. You want him to be able to get recruits like that. Caleb, Caleb Johnson just said, he goes, and he also said when he committed to California, Iowa kept recruiting him, and he was impressed by that. He said they showed they really wanted me. And that they just stuck with me. They stayed on me. And eventually they, they won him over. They wore him down. Wore him down. And Lobdell Betts, I think, was the difference. I mean, he has a presence. And they both brought up the fact, well, he played nine years in the NFL. And that he, matters. And Lobdell Betts well, did it. He and, did it here. And he's and Iowa's he second all-time leading rusher. Yes. yes. Hello. Oh, Jesus. People don't remember Ronnie Harmon fumbled in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> I, uh, I remember that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that he did. Let's have a little awkward silence right now. Yeah, Captain, you look. Are you are you fed up? Captain's just about had it. Aren't you going on a little three day break here in a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Thursday. Thursday. Actually, it'll be a four-day break. It can well, Thursday not get. No, it isn't. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, I have Sunday off. That's no. But it's yeah. still four days where you're not here. But okay. he'll be. He'll but be then listening. you're going to say that it's a vacation, and you'll listen and every. You'll yeah. listen. It's a vacation, and you'll listen every day while you're gone, and the station <laughs> will be on your mind the entire time you're gone, other than when you're sleeping. It's on my mind a lot right now. Yeah, it's on my mind right now. Right now, along with those people that need the emergency help. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, um, yeah, waiting for the EMT to show up after he gets done with his one-liner. Unfortunately, Ronnie did. <laughs> Ronnie did fumble. Yes, in the multiple times. Rose Bowl. That's unfortunate. In the first half. But we had him on, and he insists that it was not. Some guy clutching his chest. In the, and so <laughs> guy. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I think the guy's an EMT. We think he's an oh, EMT. Oh, you or think something. he's an EMT? Yeah, you think so. I heard the radio go off. Of course, he could just have a scanner on or something. Oh, yes, I'm sure, except they're all digital. But, yes, uh, he could have had that back in the 80s. <laughs> so you think like, that he's got somebody they don't he's have work- scanners anymore? He's, he's got somebody he's Not working the- on trying to save their life, and he's, hey, wait a minute, i got to call the radio station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just keep that oxygen tank on there. i gotta, yeah. I got to call Hold that over your nose. <laughs> tell me when the... Tell me when the Monitor starts whistling. <laughs> Has anyone ever seen fake Dirk and fake Ackerman in the same room? I haven't seen him in any room. <laughs> no, we don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. All right. And he's not in any hurry to tell us. <laughs> nope. But this has so far been cutting edge analysis. We've been yeah, breaking it down. Is, no, we've been breaking can, it down. We've been breaking it breaking down. Breaking down our collar, yeah. even. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else that stood out. Oh, um, Tory Taylor punted once, traveled like 60 yards in the air, and was fit down to inside the five. I mean, sweet. He, I mean, and he just made it look so easy. Then the other thing we learned at Media Day, I didn't hear it. I wasn't around. Um, I'm Tory. I was the one I believe that shared it with Spencer Petrus gave six thousand dollars to Tory's foundation. Oh, cool! I thought that was really neat. I mean, I saw a couple idiots. Well, he's probably his mom and dad's money. He's rich, and I don't care where the money well, so comes what? from. So what? If he, I don't yeah. know if he's rich What's or not, six thousand dollars is a lot of cash. Anything. Whether it, oh, there's just. I, I, it was only one or two people that uh, somehow they were on my Twitter feed, and I'm just like, what a stupid thing to say. Yeah, it I mean, is. And I think one of them deleted it, because when I went to look for it, I couldn't find it. And I think sometimes people can't fight the impulse to get something up there that they think's funny, and then if it doesn't land the way they want, then they want to they, they back, back out or whatever. But, yeah. man, I, like I said, Spencer, you couldn't have a better representative of Iowa football than Spencer Peters. Does he have to play better? Yes. He has to play much better. I get that. But as far as everything else, he checks every box. And playing is big. I get it. I mean, some people say, oh, great. He does everything but play well. I mean, you know, I mean, he's had some moments where he's played okay. And like I said, Saturday, he looked like a quarterback who's ready for this season. He just looked like – I don't remember him in any practice before watching where he looked as accurate and as sure of himself as he did Saturday. And he just had great timing. Like, he threw the ball before Arlen Bruce had even made that cut, and the ball landed right in Arlen's chest, right where you want it. Like, you see what Tom that's Brady makes. Yeah. Tom Brady makes that look easy, but that's because he's Tom Brady. Spencer made it look easy Saturday, so that was encouraging. Well, Homer. when the bullets start flying, let's hope yeah, he looks Homer. good then. Homer, too. Homer Hawk. <laughs> three, just three homers. Three crusty homers. Should that be our show? <laughs> three crusty homers? Yeah. yeah. Just three crusty homers. I'm not quite crusty. I think crusty doesn't start until you hit 70, right? Yeah, I guess. This I'm a fountain of youth in this place. Oh, I, yeah, you, I really am. I'm the youngest guy in here right now. Well, until Molly gets here, and yeah. then you're an old fart again. Yeah, but still, four out of five. There's, yeah. I mean, Tommy's younger than me, too. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Ten. Tommy's like 10 years younger well, than me. Well, and then uh, Liam. Liam. Yeah. But, for the, but now... I'm, and the germ jar. It just... It just got. Oh, hurt. it doesn't age. You can't age when you have that it's, many germs. It just stays in a ageless. constant state of gross. <laughs> so, how many hands have been in there? Have you eaten out of that thing today? I have. I you? have. Yeah. Hunter, have you? Yeah. That's three hands that have been in there. You yeah. think Molly will eat out of that thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. Molly dies. She doesn't have any germ issues yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> you may as well just let Wopsy eat out of that thing. <laughs> And oh, Wopsy would do that. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, Wopsy has, she told me she has no issues with germs. <laughs> oh, she'd eat that whole jar. Yeah. And get sick. Well, Bucky knocked the Triscuits out of our pantry the other day. And so when I got up, there was an empty box of Triscuits <laughs> on the floor. Listen, it's amazing what Bucky can do. I've seen that cat. That's your cat? Yes. Why did it, did it do it on purpose? Oh, yes. Yeah. Why did it want to knock the Triscuits so wants to was eat it in the, Oh, so, Was it in the cupboard? Yes. So you're saying the cat and the dog both ate them. The cat opened up the cupboard, had to reach across, and knock the Triscuit box uh, down. So it had to know what the, the okay, but Triscuit box you're was. You're missing one important thing. The cat balances itself, because I've seen it, on one leg. Yes. And reaches over like a person would. And like I see that I see, and it knows it's not supposed to be doing that, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, that cat. I see the cat 
knock over cereal. I picked up cereal. Yeah. It was all over the place when I watched Well, there the were house. no Triscuits to pick up. It <laughs> was picked clean in the little wrapper inside, you know, that the Triscuits yeah. are all in. Man, that was pristine. So do you think Wopsie did more of that? Uh, yes, I think Wopsie ate most of them. <laughs> So Bucky just set up the situation. Bucks, Bucky set it up. He probably managed to get a Triscuit out of it. And then Wopsy took over. And Wopsy ate the rest it's of it. It's amazing. I saw that cat jump on the counter, uh, scoot over to the to the uh, damn cupboard, and I'm sitting at the table going, what the hell is the cat doing? And then the cat leans over on one leg. I could not believe what it. What kind of cat is it? Just a, a big, standard black cat. Oh, it's a black cat. Big okay. fat cat. It's a big yeah. black cat. You think it would like scratch? Yeah, Bucky is very yeah, uh, social, very amenable, I, um, very affable. I tweeted about scratch for the first time in a couple months, and it was so funny the reaction. People are like, man, I was wondering where scratch was. Thanks for the update. It had more. It had more views than my football videos. So the same people that call you, woke loser. Hey, scratch. We've they don't mind scratch. It. No. People, people from both sides seem to like woke. scratch. <laughs> scratch is you woke. You think scratch is woke? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a good pet story. This is It's sort of mean. Um, and um, My buddy had two dogs in Des Moines, Lolo and Bear, Chow, and, a, and they were sort of my dogs, too, but he kept them. But there was one night where we were making this. We were trying to make a roast, and we'd been drinking. I'll admit it. This was 25 years ago. And we dropped the roast on the filthy kitchen floor, and was, their kitchen was carpeted, which I think is just gross. Yeah. And we're like, we can't eat this thing. So what did we do? We gave it to the dogs. <laughs> and um, the, the owner of the house was already sleeping. We gave it to the dogs, and we both ended up forgetting about it. I get a call the next day. I'm back in Iowa City, and it's Dave. The owner, hey, what the hell did you guys do? And I'm like, He's like, well, Lolo's been crapping in the backyard. So it just destroyed their. They ate that entire. They ate the entire. This was a huge rolled rib roll. They ate the entire thing, and it was like half of it was raw, and they just ate it. See, now they didn't get hurt. They got really bad diarrhea for a couple of days. Lily, Lily isn't food motivated. Oh and God. I've never had a dog that wasn't food motivated. When she wants it, fine. If she don't want it, she just leaves it. It's interesting, though, like with Lakota, when I put their food in a bowl, he would nibble at his and make it laugh. Buddy would just snarf it down in a matter of seconds. Then if I didn't stop him, he'd eat Lakotas. There were times <laughs> yeah. where I'd, I'd think, I would think that Lakota had also eaten, and I realized, no, Buddy just ate both bowls when I was. So I used to have to take Lakota's bowl if he wasn't going to eat it right away and lift it up, or Buddy would eat it. Buddy, man, when you put food in front of him, it was gone. Lakota would, Lakota would take three or four pieces and go out into the living room and drop them and nibble like a wuss. He ate like a wuss. Now, I told him that, too. Lily will look at the dish, uh, look at you, and just walk away if she, if she doesn't Yeah, that's kind of what Lakota did. He didn't yeah. always have to eat the moment yeah. I served. Whereas Buddy, man, it was soups on. Well, and we have to have the cat's food up. Or Wopsy, or Wopsy will eat it. Or, and if we put Villanelle's dish down, Bucky will eat it. So or Wopsy, Wopsy How much does Wopsy like human food? Uh, loves it. So like yeah. steak and oh my god. Yeah, my dogs knew when I was making steak. They, that was the one food that I would give them with steak. I'd give them sometimes chicken and pork, but I'd always they loved it when they see the they when I'd bring the Kingsford charcoal, their their ears would go up because I knew they were going to get steak, and that was the one food I would give them. And that's not that's good for dogs. Yeah, red yeah. meat like a lot of protein. Yeah. So, speaking of protein and red meat, we should take a break. What time is it? Wow, about quarter till. Yeah, we'll come back and talk more about the. Hawks, I'm trying to think. Um, 
some sport, some seasons are getting ready to start. I mean, the soccer team's already played two exhibition matches. We're, I mean, we're getting fall sports is it's, yeah, it's gearing it, up. It's here. All right, we'll be right back. One eight hundred eight hundred rows. One eight hundred eight hundred rows. Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. One eight hundred. 800 rows. It's so easy. Just remember one number. 1-800-800-ROWS. Your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROWS. Remember. For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Downtown Iowa City's best new restaurant and bar is Players Sports Bar and Grill. From Big Burger Mondays, Tex-Mex Tacos, and a variety of soups, salads, and vegetarian options as well. Players Sports Bar and Grill also features their famous Chicago Dog and the Iowa Dog. An all-beef bacon-wrapped hot dog smothered in corn relish, bacon, and ranch. Located at 219 Iowa Avenue, Players Sports Bar and Grill has both socially distanced dine-in and carry-out through Chomp Delivery. Daily deals and full menu options are on the website, playersic.com, or place an order at 319-800-2199. That's 319-800-2199. Players Sports Bar and Grill, great food, craft cocktails, and the ultimate place to watch your favorite sporting event. Hi, this is Patrick Eads, owner of Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln of Iowa City. At some point, your vehicle is going to need maintenance or service work done, and Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln Iowa City is the place to go. Here's why. Here the people make the difference. Fixing cars is what we do, but it's the people here that make the difference. Great people who live right here in the community who are really good at fixing vehicles. The longevity of our staff cannot be compared. More than half of the employees at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln have been here for over a decade. Our mechanics have more than 150 years of combined experience. Service advisors having over 90 years of combined experience. We not only service Fords and Lincolns, but all brands. Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln is proud to offer the most competitive pricing in the area. We work hard to keep the labor costs down at a time when everything else is going up. If you haven't had a chance to see why our people make a difference, give us a try the next time you need work done. At Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln on the corner of Mormon Truck Boulevard and Highway 1 Iowa City, DearyFord.com, here for you. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. 
Visit sales at souples.net or call 337-2246. Car won't steer? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair work in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventive maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't steer, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry, as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Get ready for a pizza experience like no other. Valbo Brothers Pizzeria features high-quality ingredients combined with traditional pizza technique. From their New York-style thin crust, Chicago-style deep dish, to stuffed pizza when you want it. Valbo's pizzas are handmade and cooked in stone deck ovens. Check out the carryout special. Either a two-topping extra-large thin crust or single-topping large deep dish pizza pie for only $11.99. Falbo, South Gilbert and Iowa City, Crosspark Road in Coralville. Check Facebook for specials and get 15% off your first delivery or carryout order by signing up online at FalboBrothersPizza.com. Falbo Brothers Pizza, buy the pie or buy the slice. Dear U of I, just a note to let you know, if you're ever thinking about selling Kinnick Stadium or Carver Hawkeye Arena, please consider Hawkeye Title and Settlement. We're here to provide efficient, high-quality real estate title and closing services. Signed, Hawkeye Fan Forever, and send. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Whether it's a large commercial property or if you're buying your first home, remember, we're here to help. Hawkeye Title and Settlement Services of Iowa City. You'll love our team just like you love the Hawks. Henry's Painting in Coralville is your premier painting source that offers free estimates, fair pricing, and quality work. Owner Henry Herrera is an Iowa City West alum who uses only Sherwin-Williams products for his projects. With warmer weather upon us, it's time to consider exterior repaint jobs for your home or business. Henry's Painting can help you find and change your tones and colors for a fresh look. For more information, go to the Henry's Painting and Contracting website, henryspaintingcontract.com. You can also go to their Facebook page or give Henry's Painting a call at 319-333-9796. That's 319-333-9796. Henry's Painting. They don't cut corners, they paint them. Rise and dine at the Ox Yoke Inn. Hi, this is Abby and I'll be serving breakfast your way, family style. Pass the bowls and platters around or order off the menu. There's so many choices. Eat hearty or light, the choice is yours. Serving breakfast Saturday and Sunday, 8 until 10 a.m. Take the easy drive just 20 minutes from Cedar Rapids and Coralville. Go to oxyokin.com or just stop in to see me at the Oxyokin in the heart of Amana. The Oxyokin. 
From the Hurting and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurting and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making here is your KCJJ forecast. It's going to be mostly cloudy today with a high right around 79 this afternoon. The wind east to northeast at 5 to 15. Tonight, cloudy, scattered showers, 62 tomorrow. Some clouds and showers in the morning, then becoming partly cloudy up to 77. On Wednesday, partly cloudy, 81. Thursday, partly cloudy with a high right around 82. Could see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms by Friday. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Currently, it's 69. KCJJ Weather, brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply, kitchens and baths, your home never looks so beautiful. HuckFanatic.com is back. It is. Oh, 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 peat butter. Damn, those pretzels are good. They are. Damn good. Damn. The germ jar keeps giving. Yeah. <laughs> and you keep taking what I got. You don't know if you're tasting the peanut butter, the bacteria. I taste them. There's Jesus. I mean, bacteria. I'm sure has a taste. You mix it together with peanut butter. Maybe, maybe it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's to say? We had a germ jar when I had cancer, and then I didn't. So you're saying the germ jar cured the cancer? I think it did. That and it's is... cheaper than chemo. Oh, God, yeah. And radiation. And radiation. Yeah. That is for sure. Well, just looking at the football schedule, I'm going to Man. get a another diet coke. So okay, the last four games are brutal. What? At Purdue, Wisconsin home, at Minnesota, and then Nebraska. Mm-hmm. They need to go three and one. Yeah, they do. And yeah, they could I, I legitimately mean, lose any of those. Yeah, like I said, I've told you before, I have a bad feeling about Nebraska this year. I mean, partly because I just dread the day they lose to Nebraska again because their fans are oh. just insufferable. I mean, their they fans are. are just, I mean, they make Iowa State fans out to be just okay. And I've, I've suffered the wrath of both fan bases. And, yeah, I just, to me, Nebraska, a lot's going to depend on if that quarterback can stay healthy and if he ends up being as good as what they're saying he is. So, um They've been so close to the – one of my concerns is the law of averages, finally catching up then with Iowa State, Minnesota, and Nebraska. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, at sooner or later, you're going to lose to one of those opponents and maybe on a, in a game where you shouldn't lose. You just don't know. So, yeah, that's a tough – that's a tough stretch. It I mean, sure there's – I mean, the easiest part of the schedule is the first four games, wouldn't you say? No, absolutely. Yeah, they and need then, to be 4-0 yeah. after Rutgers. No, it have to be. If they're going to be. to be a factor or anything, if they're three and one after Rutgers and that loss is to Rutgers, that will really be a problem. Yeah. What if they're two and two after Rutgers? Oh my God! Can you imagine how if they lose to Rutgers and Iowa State? Bitter people are going to oh, be. It will not be good, especially if the offense is struggling. If they're two, well, and, to go two and two, they, the offense would, would have, have to, to. I would think. I would think, and maybe the defense will have some. Um, Issues. I don't expect many. I mean, there's. I mean, there, of course, the defense isn't perfect, but to me, the defense almost always gives them a chance to win. Yeah, they do. So yeah, no, it's a it's a tough schedule. I mean, what? How far apart are Michigan and Ohio State? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks apart. Okay. But when we have a 
an open week before Ohio State. I mean, that should help. Well, it, it helps you heal up. It helps least. you heal and what have you. That game at Illinois, too, That's a, they cannot lose that game. No. That would be a big loss because I don't think Illinois is going to be a 9-3. and three. I think, I mean, they made progress last year in so. Brett. But that's just a game that if Iowa's going to be anything this year, a factor at all, they can't lose those types of games. No. They can't lose at Rutgers. They can't lose at Illinois. No, those, nope. are, those are two Big Ten road games they have to win because I do think they're the better team. And if they want to do anything, they can't lose those games. So we'll see. So uh, South Dakota State, 11 a.m. And their leading tackler from last year was a Solon kid, Adam Bach. Well, yeah. Starting linebacker for them. So, yeah, the, I guarantee they're going to be fired up. I mean, they – that game's going to mean the world to those guys. I just still think eventually talent will prevail. I think Iowa's got more of everything. They should win that game. I mean, they certainly should. I mean, this team is ranked number two in the country, though, in FCS behind North Dakota State, at least according to rivals, or not rivals, um, Athlon. So we'll see. I mean, they're a, they're a good, formidable opponent, but it is FCS. There's a difference. Yes. They shouldn't lose. A, the team that Iowa, when Iowa lost in 2016 to North Dakota State, that Iowa team ended up losing five games. It was not a great team, and I think that was a harbinger right there. Yeah. So CJ didn't have a good game. CJ didn't have many good games in 16. I know he was hurt. He, he was hurt didn't. for part, but I remember the bowl game. I mean, the bowl game was just absolute. I didn't go to that one. Tyler Devine went to cover that one for. It was remember 30 to three to Florida. Oh, was that that the, was missing? How many starters was Florida was missing? That outback. Yeah, Florida was missing like six starters on defense. Yeah. And Iowa, and Be- everyone was like, well, Beathard can barely run. He's, okay, well, then why play him? Yeah. If he was that injured, that bowl game was a disaster. 30-3. to three. It, They just never fired a shot. No, CJ's senior year kind of went like Drew Tate's senior year. It did. Tate it did. was supposedly hurt during most of it, and they just didn't have a good – they just didn't play very well. Tate ended up losing seven games his senior year. CJ lost five. Yeah. But they've, yeah. they've, if there's any criticism I have with Kirk with quarterbacks, I think there are times when he may leave his starter in there if he's not 100% because he sometimes he just doesn't seem to have a lot of faith in going to a backup during the season. But CJ clearly wasn't himself in 2016. No, it no. was just, it was just not a good year. No, it was, especially after the 12 and 0 the season before, but then getting whitewashed in the, the Rose Bowl. Well, yeah, if you combine the Big Ten Championship game and the Rose Bowl, 8-5, and five, C.J. went 8-7 and seven in his last 15 games at Iowa. Yeah. Because they went 7 – they went 8-5 and five the next year. So, but I, I – like I said, I'll be very disappointed if they lose to South Dakota State. I think that loss to North Dakota State back in 16 is something Kirk can kind of use as a flashpoint now with these guys saying, hey, it can happen. You got to be ready. And I think they'll be ready. That's where I think the – Strong senior leadership and veteran leadership is going to help them. That that's where you you need your leaders going in. But it's also a season opener. These guys only get twelve games to play in. I, I've never really understood the narrative. Oh, they 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 just weren't ready. That why why not be ready for one of twelve games that you get to play? Especially when you have to practice so damn well. Much. Especially the first. One. Yes, the first one. I'm not worried about Iowa coming out flat. I'm just worried about Iowa maybe not playing well and South Dakota State playing way above its head. That's how upsets happen. Yeah. But if Iowa loses that game, it's not because they're thinking ahead to Iowa State or they're not motivated. Those guys will be chomping at the bit to be playing. Sometimes it just happens. Well, let's put it this way: if uh, we lose two of the first four, those sellouts are going to be. Uh, 
The tickets are going to be a dime a dozen for some of those. And then that's unfortunate because you're going to need a sellout to beat Michigan. Yeah. Oh, I think even if we were to lose two of the the first You think Michigan would be sold out? I think Michigan would still be full. Yeah, I do. How about Wisconsin? Um, Well, Wisconsin fans may help fill it. Yeah, they might. Remember Remember the red? Yeah, pom poms. Red pom poms. Jesus. I remember walking in. Man, look at all the Wisconsin fans. That was my first reaction. Oh. Granted, I'm an idiot. I should have. Re- I didn't realize Iowa had some great PR thing that they were doing. I had to stop Bud from going down on the field because Bart was standing there. Bart obviously had to approve it. My guess is it was not Bart's idea. I'm guessing that well, was marketing. Red, white, and blue pom poms. I'm thinking that was marketing, it was... wasn't it? And but oh, Bart yeah. had to sign off on it. Well, I don't know that it, they were blue. Were they, I, I, I thought, thought there were, were red, white, and blue. No, I think they were red and white. Uh, could be. There was a lot of red and white, and that's what made me think, wow, look at all these Wisconsin fans. But there were Iowa fans my, waving red and white pom-poms against Wisconsin. Yeah, my, my pom-pom was red and white. It just didn't work. And then Bud t- started gathering up everybody in the rose pom-pom and throwing it under the <laughs> He was pissed. Well, and then Wisconsin won, too. Uh, yeah. That was another one. They yeah. won the game. Was yeah. that two? That wasn't the 2010 fake. Punt, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh-uh. I, I think it was a couple years after that. But yeah, that was not a real high point as far as marketing. <laughs> it was. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it, it was, was freaking I mean, ridiculous. I mean, they gave it a shot. It just didn't work. <laughs> well, did nobody thought? I wonder what the Wisconsin it's players. Wisconsin scholars. What do you think the Wisconsin players thought as they took the field? Whoa! This wow. Is, wow! What a turnout from. <laughs> thank you, from Iowa. Madison. Fans. Thank you, Iowa fans. <laughs> That Thanks had to, for the welcome. I would love to have seen Barry's reaction to that. What do you think? You imagine Barry? What the hell? Yeah, that was a weird. Jesus Christ. That was a weird moment. It reminds me of the night. I'm going way back. 1995, they did their Think Big campaign. That was their slogan. Remember that? Think yeah. Big? And they got just pounded at Ohio State. It was 56 to nothing in the second quarter. Or um, It was just a brutal game. And that was an Iowa team that had Banks and Dwight and... Cedric Shaw, just Ohio State, just, just crap canned them. I mean, it was, it was 56 to nothing. Iowa made a little comeback in the second half, and they lost 56-35. But the media coverage afterwards, one of the, I remember the leads, think big, think not. Think, uh, just a ton <laughs> yeah, of just, smart-ass leads on the thing. And Hayden went off on Tuesday. That following Tuesday, he goes, wasn't my idea. That was Ricky Clatt. He, just, he threw Rick Clatt under the, threw him under the bus. That wasn't my idea to think big, and and he was not happy because there were there were a bunch of snide funny leads. I mean, they were funny. I love the think big, think not. I mean, but no, Hayden did not like that. You know, there's a bunch of snafus like that. They when they went against alcohol, and you had all these signs up around Kinnick. Uh, you know, don't drink or think before you drink. Yeah, people don't want to see that at a football game. No, no. Yeah, I think I'm going to have a beer. Yeah. And in fairness, there's not multiple riots in a row. No, I mean, no, peeps, no. There's some OW, but for the mo- not OW, but there's some public. In- I get that. There's always this. But there always there is. When there is when listen, we could run down the, all all of them going on this summer without without the game. So yes, yeah, it's not. I think they do an okay job of allowing you to have some fun. Yeah, and I think most of the fans do an okay job of handling it. Now, do some probably drive away from Kinnick Stadium drunk? Sure. Yeah. That's unfortunate, but I'm sure 
There's and they probably make it yeah, and don't get time. drive away from everywhere. Drunk. Now, what I'm saying though is the game yeah. probably does bring some OWIs oh, sure that don't sure. get caught, and then you just hope that nobody gets hit or anything. And but yeah, I'm with you on that. I just thought there was too much. What's the word I want? To, what's the word for that? Um, Self righteousness. Yes. A lot of this elitism. Like well, that. yeah, because when you go to any function that the elite are having. They're uh, they're pounding them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's hypocritical in a lot of cases. Yeah, it really is. But I think now they've moved beyond that part. But no, wasn't there a lot of serving alcohol? But wasn't so. there a lot of impact though because they were trying to get grants and stuff like that too? If they yes. pushed the right yeah. narratives, yes. it would help them get federal yeah. grants. Yeah, wasn't that part of it? Yeah. Uh, there wasn't there like a mothers against drunk mothers driving? against drunk driving was one of them. And I get it. I'm against drunk driving ones. too. Yeah. Well, who isn't? I mean, Jesus. You know. Yeah, could you imagine someone starting a pro-drunk driving organization? <laughs> I'm for it. Let's just run we're, into each other. Yeah, Let her in. We just really think America would be a lot better if more drivers were drunk. Chug-a-lug. <laughs> Chug-a-lug campaign. <laughs> you talk about insufferable fan base. You ought to, you ought to come over in my neighborhood when they're... Kinnick House is going, and people waving their black and gold fingers were number one, and yeah. black and gold sweaters. And <laughs> they're so damn obnoxious. They tie up my traffic. Kinnick House. He's failing. You're failing. You're failing. Did you save? Did you save the life? Have a good season. How bad the traffic's going to be over here? Did you ten four? Did you save? Did you save that person? <laughs> that was grasping, <laughs> gasping for air. Did you save him? Ten <laughs> four. Hell of a podcast. This is a Hawkeye podcast. You imagine somebody listening to this. Hey, there's this thing, Hawk Fanatic. This podcast about the Hawks. And, you know, we've actually been pretty on the board today for us, but we have had some diversions. We have. That's okay. I don't think fake Dirk's calling other podcasts, is he? <laughs> I, I hope. I, hope. I don't know. I, well, I you've hope been, not. You always encourage your people to call Todd. Well, I yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I've still never listened to a podcast. So, but don't you encourage? Don't you want yeah. Southern Justin to start calling Todd? Yes. Didn't they put him on hold one time for and, like an hour? Yeah, and gym class. I want him to call the gym class. Southern Justin could call any of these people. I think they would they be mean to him, do you think? <laughs> yes. Well, he's going to have uh, some menus coming up this week, isn't he? Or is it next week? Next week. They can't start till the 23rd. It's law. So that you guys kind of embracing the buildup for him coming back? <laughs> I'm getting sure kind of nervous. <laughs> sure we are. Nervous about? Nervous about the menus and stuff. Just, you know, he's going to be out of practice. Mm-hmm. He lied and told Tommy he had his driver's oh, license. Oh, that's what he said on the air. Yeah, he does not have his driver's license. Olivia Rodrigo, yes. Yeah. Southern Justin, no. No, not at all. Well, is she going to start calling in the menus? Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Will she, will she do it really would, angry? I would, <laughs> she is really Yeah, they're up. having freaking this at Regina. Those <laughs> All these women that are recording now are, are just, angry. Yeah, and rightfully so. And that governor yeah. candidate in Arizona is always angry. The little lady, yeah. you know, what's her name? Carrie Lake. Every time I see her, she just looks like she's the most upset person in the world on TV. Just yelling, screaming, succession, well, kill the FBI. Taylor Green was, 
gave a speech. I broadcast it earlier. Oh, my God. About the panels, the yeah, solar panels? Yeah. The, I don't want to go to bed when it gets dark out. I want light. Like you're I mean, is she really that stupid or is she this is. just... I know the crowd's got to be because it's a, these people are. I applauding. believe she is that stupid. Well, how can the you one be in Arizona is not stupid? She's just angry. I mean, life. And Bobert's uh, husband went after. His, I saw that the I, neighbors with a gun. The one in Arizona, though, why is she so angry? Huh? I have why no she, idea. Life's too short to just be that angry all the time. I don't know. And I, she keeps yelling for succession. Who's gonna? Who's their army gonna be if they succeed? I don't know. Who's I gonna, try to balance the in the morning. I try to balance the angry women with the uh, stoned rockers. <laughs> Just a, it's a balancing act. Yeah, it's a balancing act. They're all pissed off. Yeah, a lot of pissed off people in the world yeah. today. Yeah. Life's too short, man. Yeah. I agree. What's the Bobby? Mc, what's he say? Don't worry. Be, Be happy. happy. Be happy. Bobby, Bobby McFerrin. Ooh, 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 yeah, that that's actually who was actually was. I saw him. We appeared at a church. Was he not worried and was he happy? He was amazing as far so as... So he was practicing what he yeah. preaches. Oh, he's yeah. tremendously talented. He really is. It was Yeah. He was at the uh, church. But uh, was he a one-hit wonder? N- well, he does. No, he's yeah. got jazz albums and everything. I mean, he... But as far as Yeah, music, as far as yes. top 40, yeah. He's a one-hit wonder. He made a lot of money on that song. Yeah. God, that thing was played. All right, that song or Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant? Which one are you taking? Electric, Electric Avenue. Avenue. I like that song. I did too. Out in the streets there is violence. Ain't <laughs> a whole lot of work to be done. They, they, oh. they both came out about the same time, too, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. No, Electric Avenue was... Was 83, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, when was Bobby, Bobby McFerrin was like 86? I don't remember. But they were both in the I 80s. Thought that, I thought it was 90s. Oh, was it 90s? Okay, maybe I, it was. I thought. Was it 90s? I thought it was earlier than that. 90, well, the 80s are a long time ago. Yeah, 40 years ago. I mean, 1982 is 40 years ago. Think Jeez. about that. I graduated from high school 40 years ago. <laughs> Was he a one-hit wonder? Yes. Yeah. This has a good, this has a good beat to it. It does. Yeah. He's right about that. Was he from Jamaica? I, I think. Oh, look. Oh, oh, we got a rock on to Electric Avenue. And then we take it higher. He's British. Really? He's uh, Guyanese. Okay, British. Okay. Right. Guyanese British. Yeah, he's 74. 74? Well, he's not right about your age. Just a little older than you. His net worth. I'll hmm. say... Uh, Four million. Three million. Six million. And how much of you think was that song? Six million. <laughs> <laughs> Do Bobby McFerrin's net worth. Uh, He'll be uh, 19 million, million, I'll say. Man, I'm seeing a lot of, like Karn was saying, I'm seeing a lot of trees chopped down. I think there's all these arbor ass. Yeah. 88 was the song. 88, it, it okay. It came out in 88. Four million. Okay. That's it? That's it. My ash bore still hanging on. I did notice there was one 
part of it that had dead leaves, but it looks like somehow the branch broke. So I'm hoping that's what it is. But I'm supposed to be getting it treated here, so a second we, treatment here. We have two on our property line in the back. We're going to lose one this year. Are the year leaves starting to? Sure. Yeah. We're going to lose one this year, and one of them is going to have a few of the limbs taken off, but it, it might have a few more years yet. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm just trying to because mine is massive. I, like I said, it's a sick, and it, mine's still growing. I need to get mine trimmed, but I'm afraid to get it trimmed before I get it treated again. So, I, like I said, I need to reach out to... Ours was massive. Ours was a huge... Mine's tree. 60 feet high. It just won't stop growing. I mean, it's actually coming up to the house now. So, I guess if it's growing still, that means it's it's still yeah. healthy. Yeah. And the leaves are all yeah. green, and, and I've had it treated once, but man... I saw driving in here on Highway 6, one of those businesses on the side there, there were four trees down to the stump, and I think they were all ash. Yeah, probably. And then on my walk, there's this tree just one block west of where Podaski lives. This big tree in the backyard had no leaves for the last two years. It was dead. Now it's gone. They got it. I mean, yeah. They took our stump. They took everything. It's gone. They're supposed to plant another one, but this... No, this was a... See, my tree isn't that thick at the bottom. This tree was treated. The city came out and took care of the tree. It just... Yeah, some make it, some don't. Like right now, mine's still looking good and still growing. But the thing is, with mine, the trunk at the base is not that big. I'd never dream the tree would get as... This was huge. I would never dream the tree would get as big as it is. See the tree, how big it's grown. But that's... I just hate (laughs) losing trees. Yeah. We've lost two now. We lost that one. That was the cities, and we lost one because of a lightning strike. Well, I almost lost my oak tree in my front yard with a lightning strike right after I moved in in 07. It lifted it up, but then I had somebody from Iowa State Extension come out and tell me what I needed to do. And it Now, the branch where it got hit, it's still, I need to get that trimmed and get it. What do they call it when they um, cut? There's a word for it. When they. Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. It's not just trimmed. Yeah. I need to do that, but Shape? they. No, there's a. They say to do it in like late October, early November before the prune. Prune, yeah. I I need to do that. I need to get rid of the dead branch that's been there. But the tree itself has survived. I mean, I do not want to lose this oak tree in my front yard. We had that idiot that we had as a sponsor from uh, the Quad Cities, the dish guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I ordered the dish, and the first time I ordered it, he sends out the, you know, these two goofs. And I see, and I just was uh, coming down the stairs and see him out there with chainsaws. And I ran out. I said, what are you, because I got all these trees in the backyard. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to cut those trees down so you get a signal. <laughs> and I said, get the hell out of here. They were going to do it without your permission? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I said, get out of here. Well, you won't get a sig- signal. You know, and then I called a, a guy. Like I put it off, and then I called a guy, and I said, "Can't you put the uh, satellite on the other side of the trees?" Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> Why would you cut down the trees? Well, is it not very smart? <laughs> God, dang. well, didn't they put a, a a dish on somebody's front porch too? <laughs> yeah, I wish I would. You know, I didn't have a kid. Yeah. Here was his uh, address. Uh-huh. Here's his doorbell. It was right above his doorbell, covering up his address. They put a dish right there. And then they ran the wire. Oh, he was pissed. They ran the wire through his uh, uh, window. 
so that he couldn't, I mean, drilled right through the, oh the wood of the window. He couldn't open up the window. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. No, that's, that's it good. wasn't the best. No. Best. No. Uh, no. Not at all. I'm curious. I've got the Iowa football media guy in front of me. Have you guys met Barbara Wilson yet? Have you, has, have you had her on? We have sound from her, but we haven't had her. No. Have you tried to reach out to get her on? The Sally Mason wouldn't do interviews, would she? Uh, no. I don't think so. Uh-uh. No. Have you tried to see if this, how accessible? I believe we have. How accessible she is. Now, I know they make themselves accessible to the Daily Iowan, which I understand. Well, yeah, yeah. They have. They I, have yeah, um, but um, that's what I liked about Scorton. I think we have. Scorton was great. Yeah, well, Scorton, was, Scorton was on with us all the time. Well, I remember people at the Press Citizen would just call Scorton for quotes on it. <coughs> and he'd call his secretary, and five minutes later, he'd call you back. We he were doing some fundraiser, and maybe it was table to table, and he. He just voluntarily came over. And yeah, he was very. Ex- I remember him talking being, with Jan. He was very was accessible with the media. Yes, I, I yeah. remember that about him. He was great, yeah. and I think to me that's better. He was great, and he was not only accessible to the media; he was accessible to the students. Yes, and I, I think mean, that should be. He what was probably the best president since I've been here. That would probably. Yeah. Let's see. They've had Hunter Rawlings, Mary Sue Coleman. Um, who was after Coleman? Well, and then they had. Um, Sandy Boyd, of course. Yeah. That was before, though. Sandy yeah. Boyd was good. That was before. He I'm was just, a good president. Hunter Rawlings was, when I moved here in the 90s, he was the... Hunter Rawlings the third. And he was not a good fit. No. He, he just, I, he meant well on his academia. He didn't like, but, ac- he didn't like athletics. And that's, you, you just, <laughs> you're not going to survive athletics. Whether you <laughs> well, like I, it or not, it plays a but huge he, role. he actively didn't like it. No. Well, and plus he wanted to sabotage. I mean, yeah. when he wanted to make Iowa the only team in the Big Ten to not play true freshmen. I mean, that would have just been devastating to recruiting. Even though a lot of true freshmen didn't play. But you still wanted the option if you were good enough to play. And, yeah, he had, and then Mary Sue Coleman, did you get to know her at all? I met her a few times, but no, I didn't know her. I met her. I interviewed her one time at a bowl game that was set up through the press. You know, I, and I, I interviewed Hunter Rollins that way. I never interviewed Scorton. I mean, I know the press we citizen had, did a lot. We had her on the morning show. What? Yeah, we did. So I, who was after Scorton? Jesus. Was uh, it... What was it? The guy who just left? No, no. There's somebody we're not thinking of. No, um, Bruce Harold. No, there was no. somebody between. She got, she got retired. Sally Mason was Sally before Ma- Bruce Harold. Yeah. So was Sally Mason after Scorton? I think maybe. I, I think so. Okay. Okay. And she got yeah. She was not very accessible. No, she got retired. Not at all. She was not accessible. No. I'm not saying the president should be out on the street corner. You know eating out of the germ jar and shaking hands. But, I mean, I think there's got to be some degree of accessibility. No, they should be. She wasn't accessible to the students. Because then that just feeds this elitist attitude. We're better than you. We'll talk to you when we on our terms. And I I think that's. No, it's a big enough part of the community that they should be accessible. It's a huge. It's the number one employer. Uh, It's the number one thing that we're known for. Yes. Uh, they should be accessible. I agree. And it's a state institution. They definitely should be accessible. No, I agree. But, yeah, yeah I, I haven't really heard anything good or bad about this new president. Mm-mm. I mean, she hasn't been here very long, so we'll wait and see how she shapes policy and what have you. It's hard to know how devoted she is to athletics. I, I don't know. I, mean, I haven't seen anything to suggest either way. Have you? No. She, no. to me, just what... I've seen so far news-wise, 
Uh, she's a uh, Republican rubber stamp. But that's okay. That's like, the way it I looks like it. To I me. have not looked at it that closely to know. Just in this few things that she has done is uh, go along, get along. And what's funny is so much of the reputation and criticism of college is the bureaucracy and supposedly the Democrats' elitism running all these universities when then I don't think that's all. I don't think every university president is a Democrat. I think there's... No, not at all. No, I don't know. But that's, that's the stereotype, though, yeah, that all well, colleges is elite, elitist and what have you. But, but no, it's going to be interesting to see. She might be a good... I mean, you know, so far there hasn't been that much come up. Yeah, there really hasn't. agreed with... The, you know, the there hasn't been really, agree with the governor, and, and there really hasn't been any issues with athletics uh, that would involve her. No, uh-uh. so but no. down the road, one three to five years from now, I mean, it'll be interesting because, like I said, I don't think Kirk's going to still be coaching five years from now. Do you? No, I give, Kirk, but I don't know. I give Kirk two to five more years. I mean, he's sixty-seven now. I could see. So, Kirk, what do you think uh, is the motivation? What's going to be the thing to get him to not do it anymore? Well, if they plateau, and and start to, and it, I, I just think if they have two or three, if they a seven and five, eight and four, I just think after a while. But the thing is, though, I don't know if there's anyone at Iowa that would be willing to stand up to Kirk to say, you know, maybe it's time for a change. I, Especially if they're winning enough to where you... I mean, if they start having losing seasons, yeah, you, you fire them. I mean, them. last I, year you won the West. I don't see that happening. Games, I think you know? they're going to be good enough. I, I mean, so do you, th- do you do you want Kirk coaching into his, deep into his 70s? If, as, if he can relate to the kids and still win in the Big Ten, sure. Well, okay, that's fine. But some will counter by saying, Tom, we haven't won a Big Ten title in almost two decades. We haven't beaten. We get beat by Wisconsin. I mean, there's a counter to that. Oh, certainly is. And I think that, to me, that counter argument it'll depend on where that is, three to five years from now. I mean, if they go nine and four this year and eight and five next year, that's still. I guarantee Gary Barter will be singing Kirk's praise. Mm-hmm. But some fans will be frustrated and want to change. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. So it's it's an interesting situation. But no, right now Kirk's winning enough, and I still think a big part of it. And maybe I'm wrong. I still think a big part of his motivation is hopefully being able to have his son succeed him as head coach. And I know he's not going to say that, but I would think that happens. I just don't think there's hardly any chance of that happening. Well, there's some people that would disagree with that. And I'm with you. I, I, well, I think there's a chance if Iowa wins the Big Ten this year and the offense is incredible and they win 10 games next year, the offense is inc- that. But that's a big if. It's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. Some people think there's still a chance it might happen. Well, it ain't. I don't, I, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. And I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But, no, I'm not suggesting Kirk. Kirk's, Kirk is in no pressure right now but the deeper you get into a run and when you have your son as your offensive coordinator you better win nine ten games consistently or it will get a little stale and and the cynics and the naysayers will come out if our offense comes out and looks like we did against uh, ohio state uh last time we played them if they can do that then brian ference will get every look to be the but that was one game that team also ended up losing five games that year that team went i think eight and five that 17 team was not a great team no it wasn't but if he can come out and and put an offense like that on the field for for a year or two then yeah he will be considered but that's not going to happen i would think it would have to be more than a year i would i would have to see two to three years of consistent 
offensive performance for him Sire to be firepower. I mean, for him to be named the head coach, I mean, that's a pretty big step. We need I mean, to see consistent firepower. Yes. And, and right now, I don't. Where there's no firepower. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So, who, if you had to guess right now, who do you think is the next Iowa football coach? Just right now, if you had to guess. Uh, Mark Stoops. I would have thought him a couple years ago, but he's, I think he's getting too old. I mean, yeah. if I mean, well, he's like mid fifties. Oh, mid, yeah. By the time, and if Kirk keeps, and if Kirk keeps going the way we think, I mean, Stoops will be probably close to sixty 60. by the time I see Jay Norville was somebody that I would. But Jay Norville is my age. I mean, if Kirk goes another three to five years, are they going to want to hire a 63, 64 year old Jay Norville as head coach? Probably not. See, some of those guys to me, Kirk staying so long to where those guys I think are going to get they're going to grow out of it. I could be wrong. But Norville and Stoops are always the first ones. Um, but So you don't think it'll be Brian? I under- do not think it will be Brian. Okay. Okay. How about uh, LeVar Woods, maybe? LeVar Woods is a possibility. But, but LeVar's really hooked his saddle to Kirk and Brian, so that could be uncomfortable. I, I don't know. Yeah, LeVar Woods is definitely somebody the fans would embrace. They like yeah. him. They like what he's done with um, – they like what he's done with the special, special teams. teams. And let's face it, not to make it a racial thing, but I think there's also a perception, hey, if we hire a black coach, that will help us recruit. It'll show that we're not racist, that the, you know that was an isolated s- stuff that happened during a bad stretch. We've grown from that. I think LeVar has a lot going for him, just like Jordan, Jay Norvell. I mean, I, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. There's just so – it all depends on Kirk. Hello. Hello. I got an inside. <laughs> okay, I'm sick of you. <laughs> you know that uh, a one call. Okay, two what if calls. he had some major inside information? Uh, he has nothing major. Uh, how many times can you call a show? Well, <laughs> five at least so far. Yeah, sick of it. Okay, have a good day. Where's fake Akram? Calls. I, I don't I know. Maybe Dirk, he's uh... attending someone <laughs> that had a situation where. He sent fake Ackerman out? Um, yeah, uh, he sent fake Ackerman out to attend. Uh. <laughs> but, no, as far as the next head coach, that's an interesting question. And it's really not a it's, – it's weird. I mean, the head coach right now is 67 years old, but it seems almost out of place to be talking about his successor because he's just re-signed – he signed for almost another decade, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just don't see Kirk coaching until he's almost 80. Maybe I'm wrong. I, well, some, some of them do. Some of them do. Um, my big concern with that is if we go another six, seven. At some stage, do you get a little bored with the product? I think so. Being 73, I think you get real bored with the product. Well, I think I'm <laughs> real bored with the offense. I'm bored with this product. Yeah. <laughs> but no, what I'm, 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 I'm being serious when I say that, too. I think that that's one of the things Kirk's going to have to guard against is some people will. I mean, I've talked they to some people. They already are. Oh, I've talked to some. They're like, man, I love Kirk. I love what, love what he's done. You know, the racial stuff, that was bad. But I do think Kirk has learned from that, and they've moved on from that. But they're like, I'm just kind of bored. And I mean, well, well, our I don't offense know is terrible. There's yeah. just no two ways about okay, it. Okay, but say that it cha- even if it changes, there and still we will have be some great, people bored. There are people that are going to be bored because it's been so long. That just, just the longer you stay, the. Well, I, I'm not one of those. I, nor am I. Nor I'm not saying that I am. But I'm they're out there. there are, oh, sure there, there are. people that are out there. And, you know, and for them, they're not wrong. But in fairness to Kirk, 
he's winning enough right now. Those people are just going to have to grin and bear it. They're going to have to. I like. I want. Him, I, oh, want I know you guys love Kirk. I guess. Yes, I want absolutely. him to stay. But there's people out there that you know. But I do think, even if they win this year and they have a ten and you know two seasons, there's still going to be people just, that'll say that's it. I think they need to win the Big Ten title. I mean, it's rare that a coach gets to go two decades. Well, without. they better hurry. What way? Well, league's going to get bigger and it's going to be harder to win. Yeah, but I yeah I think that's the next. They have to win a Big Ten title. It's been almost two decades. Most head coaches don't go two decades without winning a conference okay, title. Okay, so do you think that it'll be excused because well it's bigger now, it's harder to win? Oh, some people will do that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. but it's going to be. I mean, like I said, they're six and thirteen combined against USC and UCLA. UCLA is more hit and miss with football. USC, I think, with Lincoln Riley is going to be really good. I think they're going to be terrific you're in a hurry. You're basically adding another Ohio State into the conference. Terrific in a hurry. Yes, I think they are, too. I don't like Lincoln Riley. I don't like how he left Oklahoma, but the guy does know offense, and he does know how to recruit. And when you're recruiting for USC, that's easy. Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, it's, gonna, it's going to be harder. But don't you think that's the next – I mean, Kirk's won two division titles. He's got to win a Big Ten title. I don't – the national championship playoff, yeah, that's great, but let's take one. You got to win the Big Ten I mean, Conference. Well, and we did win it twenty years ago, but it was a co-championship too, wasn't it? Yes. With yeah, with Michigan. Michigan, who beat Iowa? Yeah. That, well, I mean, ninety was a co-championship. Eighty-five was outright. Eighty-one was co. I mean, eighty-five was their last outright Big Ten championship, mm-hmm. and that's because they beat Michigan. Hello. They, Hey, good morning, gentlemen. It's John. Hey, John. Hi, Johnny B. Discussion on the coaches. I remember when Kirk first was hired to replace Hayden. There was he was asked that question about longevity, and he said, oh, I, "I'll never coach as long as, as Coach Fry." Well, he, he's getting close to that, and and I think Hayden and we loved Hayden, but he he stayed maybe a couple, two, three years longer. Well, yeah, Hayden even up. said he should have retired with Bill Brazier after the '95 season. Right. And I think, you know, I think that does happen, and, and Kirk has to be careful about this. And I agree with Tommy. I think the offense better show some dramatic improvement uh, soon because the, I think the natives are restless about that. You, you can have a great defense, but you better have a little bit of an offense also. So, But I remember Kirk saying that specifically after he was hired because somebody asked him about, you know, the, the longevity of, uh, of Hayden, and he made the comment then and then. It looks like maybe he's <laughs> going to get close to Hayden's. Well, Kirk's not much younger than Hayden. Was what sixty nine when he retired? Yeah, yeah. I think Kirk's so. sixty seven. So. Kirk's going into his twenty fourth year. Hayden was here for twenty years. So in some yeah. ways, Kirk has surpassed that. Yeah, you know, and I and I really I I, I dearly like Kirk and his and his and his his, his teams and his philosophy, his culture. Um, you know, he's got a he's always had a good program. Uh, Good, good quality young man. He's a perfect and, fit like for the anything. Iowa way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, but after a while, you do. I think you do uh, wear. You know, you wear thin, and uh, like uh, Captain and I, we're getting up there in years, and <laughs> we're dinosaurs. Well, the other thing too is, um, <laughs> I'm still happening, John. I mean, obviously Iowa oh, football I has. See. Okay. I mean, obviously <laughs> Iowa football has evolved over the years because they're still winning. Yeah. They haven't evolved much right. on offense, though. No, the and offense no. is not much different. No, it, it really isn't. And people that, that blame Brian for it, I, I always say, well, he's running Kirk's offense. He is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that simple. He's he is not, definitely running Kirk's know. offense. 
So it just, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, that's good discussion because I think that's uh, obviously something that's got to be in the back of people's minds. And and frankly, I don't know why Barta gave him that extension because they knew Kirk wasn't going anywhere. So yeah, I, I think know. is I think at this stage, as long as Kirk has five years, just so you can recruit. Yeah, but what's he have now? Nine? Sure. Isn't it back yeah. up to nine years now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But well, Gary's, anyway. Gary loves to give out the big, long contracts. Yeah, he's not the best negotiator in the world, but I won't go any further than that. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. All right. I think Thanks, Gary guys. may look real good. still <laughs> happening, John. I, oh, I know you are. I'm just, I got to pimp you a little I'm bit. Down with the, I'm down with the kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I realize that. You're, you're right with them. <laughs> yeah. You're a stud. You're a stud. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say. He I was doing shots down a tap tap with uh, yeah. my daughters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Talk to you, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't think it, there's anything wrong with speculating on who's going to. No, we're not no, no, saying no. Kirk should be fired. Or, and I don't saying, want to. No, I hope he, as long as he enjoys it, as long as he is cranking out good teams with good players and good people, you know, he's he's my guy. Hello. Chuck Grassley, baby, he's still on top of the game. What I couldn't understand him. Grassley, Grassley on top of his game. On top of the game. Yeah, no. No, he's not. Even though he's going to win. Yes, he is. I hope he doesn't, though. I see those signs. My, I believe Michael Frank is, can win. He follows me on Twitter. Grassley doesn't follow yeah, me on Twitter. Yeah, he follows me. Michael Franken too. does. Well, Grassley follows me, too. Doesn't follow me on Twitter. But, yeah. Well, Franken, I mean, he, he's got everything that you would think that people would like but a, he's a Democrat, but he's a Democrat in a conservative state. So that's like somebody that's Asian's going to be, you know. Yeah, um, Grassley's twenty years older than Kirk, and we're sitting here talking about you know Kirk's yeah. getting up there in age, and he's twenty years younger than Grassley. <laughs> yeah. And Kirk has kept himself in good shape. Yes, I mean, so there's none of that. This, I think, it's ultimately going to come down to how long does he want to do it? Can he still stay competitive? I mean, if Kirk starts having six and seven and eight win seasons. A lot can happen in one to three years. Or um, worse. If they go like, let's say they go seven and six this year, and next year they go six and seven, it's going to be then really the, ugly around here. It'll be, people will say it's time. time. I think when he retires, he will pull the whole cord. I don't That's kind of what I'm yeah. thinking too. But I also think there's some Iowa fans that don't want Gary Barr to hire the next coach. Yeah. Well, you're right. Well, if he's got the job, he's going to do it. Well, he's going to, uh, or he's going to be involved and be in charge yeah. of doing yeah. it with other people. Yeah. But I do think there's some. Now, in fairness, I mean Gary's made some questionable hires, but, but he's made some Gary's good ones made too. some good head coaching yes, hires he too. You can rip him for all the settlements and whatever. Rick Heller was a really good hire. Um, I mean that was I mean that was a great hire. I mean I and um, Fran was a good hire. Now some will say, well, they haven't won. They've been pretty good under Fran. They've they got them back to where they were under Dr. Tom. And when they weren't back to where they were under Dr. Tom, that's all fans wanted was to get back to there. Well, Fran has them back there. And now some fans still, ah, that's not good enough. Well, I, Fran, for the most part, has been a good hire for Yes, Gary. he has. For, for sure. And um, See, Renee, he didn't hire Lisa. Oh, Joey Woody was a great Joey hire. Joey Woody was a fantastic great hire. hire. So there's three really good hires right there. I think promoting Lisa Salucci and figuring out how to navigate through those field hockey problems was a good hire. Uh, that Those are four good hires right there. Renee Gillespie, jury, jury, I thought. I, th- I, th- 
think I, she's going to get it done, but I don't I, have I, anything I, to base that on. Not after last say. year. No, her, her first couple of years were encouraging. Took last step year back. was a major step back. Yep. So we shall see. But no, well, he think, also raises a lot of money. He does, and I mean that's. I think that's more important to the region. He has a good relationship and, with the donors. Yeah, I think that's more important than even his hiring. Seriously, hiring of. Well, the other thing we haven't discussed is that racial suit's out there, and I know some people just want to, oh, don't, they roll their eyes. That's out there. That's not going away until a statute of limitations. I think it's going to be settled sometime in 23, right? Isn't that when it's got to be? I I think so. I think, and that's out there. That And Brian is involved in that. And that until that thing gets resolved, I don't know how, what you want to avoid if you're Iowa is another big settlement, but I have a feeling that's what it's going to be. Yeah. I don't know how big, but yeah, I think it will get settled well, out of court. You don't know how sure. big it is and how much insurance will cover it. Yeah, and, uh, Jane Meyer and Greasebaum got over six million combined, and you got seven football players. I've had some people tell me they're guessing it's going to be somewhere between five and ten million settlement. If that happens, that will not be a good look. That will not look no. That will not look good. But it's easy to forget that that's still out there, and it involves two members of the coaching staff right now. Brian Ferentz and Seth Wallace are both. Are what? What are they? Defendants in this case? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, right now, and that's not going anywhere. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that does get resolved, because it's easy to forget about that because it's kind of in the back burner. I mean, there's not always news breaking about it, but it's still there, and it's and it's unfortunate, but we'll see. Let's see, basketball wise. Uh, well, September second is less less than three weeks away is when the Estrella kid is going to announce his. Choice between sounds like between Iowa, Syracuse, Tennessee, Syracuse, Tennessee. yeah, and like I said, who knows what's going on with Kansas and Duke? I mean, we're not if they get involved again, that could change everything. But I haven't read anything to suggest that. And they're still in it for the TJ Power kid. It's Iowa, Duke, North Carolina, Boston College, and Virginia. That's an unusual top five. He's from, I believe he's from the Boston area. That's why. And he's visited out here. We've actually done a couple stories on him. He's got a – I mean, they could get both. If they got both, man, that'd be a really good five-player class on paper. That would be unbelievable. I mean, they yeah. got a chance. I mean, there, there's a chance. My guess is they end up getting Estrella and power goes to either Duke or Carolina. It's always easier to pick Duke and Carolina. It's interesting, though, that Iowa is involved with two big men that have been involved with Duke. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this Estrella's video. He's pretty talented. Estrella looks real good he's, to me. He's got a lot of Luca in him as far as shooting, but he is quicker. Yeah. He's just got a quicker lateral step than Luca, but he shoots the three and what have you. So it'll be interesting to to see how that goes. And speaking of Luca, his camps are this week. Sick um uh. let's see, the sixteenth, seventeenth, and the nineteenth, I believe, are his camps. The night, um, so yeah, and I've been retweeting Lucas stuff. I guess the one so that in starts the, tomorrow. Then yeah, I think the I think it's in the Quad Cities tomorrow. I believe. Let me see what it says on his Twitter thing. But yeah, Lucas got those three camps coming. Out. I think I read one that was sold out. The one in Des Moines. Uh, Megan Gustafson's been playing well, she and her 15, team she made the points. Uh, made the playoffs, and she scored. She got her first double double the other night. Yeah, it looks like she, it looks like she's playing well enough now to where she's going to stick in the league now. It looks like I hope she's so. Um, that just shows you, though, how hard it is to how hard it is to make. But she's that. retooled her game. I mean, she's making some threes. Well, some... she's a power forward now. Yeah. I mean, she's got she had to she had to get better on the perimeter. And I saw her. There was a video of her making a, a three. That I mean, it was a good it was a good shot. Let me, all right, I'm looking on um, seeing if Lucas got anyone any announcements. 
He just did a podcast with Connor and Patrick. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Okay. Well, yeah, this week, um, Quad Cities, Cedar Rapids, and the Des Moines area. And I think that's going to be a thrill for these kids to learn from Luca. It'll be neat. Oh, yeah. And Luca can make some money. Yeah. Can make some good money. And then the 87,000 new IRS agents can make sure that he pays his taxes. 87,000. Just what we need, more IRS agents. First of all, they're not hiring 87,000. That's over a period of uh, 15 years. We have enough IRS agents, don't you think? We have, No, we don't have anybody because when they screw up or say that you screwed up, you can't get a hold of anybody. You call, you're put on hold for 25 minutes, and then they come back and tell you, call uh, the automated comes back and tells you to call another day. God, I got to make a big tax. I'm, I'm going to make a big tax payment we've, here. We've been exchanging this $834 check for over three years I was going to say, now. it's been going on four years now. Yeah, yeah, where they send it to us, and so we put it in the bank, and then they send us, and they want it back. And it's been going, yeah, almost four years. And I have tried the last two years to get a hold of somebody and have never succeeded. It's hard to get in touch with people almost anywhere these days. It's ridiculous. Everything's yeah. automated. I mean, yeah, and they want you to do yeah. it online, and it doesn't work half the time. Yeah, and I don't like doing yeah. everything online. That's no. how you get your identity taken away. That's how you get hacked. Well, you can't even. You shouldn't have to do everything online. Well, you can't even. So many people are trying to get a hold of them for so, so many reasons. You can't even get their website to answer you. It, no, it's the most ridiculous. I could go into just how ridiculous all this crap yes. is. I've yes, had it. <laughs> well, that's the narrative, though, that they're hiring 87th on. They're going to be going after the middle guy. Yeah, the, yeah. But then I saw somebody come out and say they're not. They're going to do anything. They're trying to. They're trying to cut into high level um, tax scams. You know, rich. Yes. Uh, they're hiring. I don't think they're hiring more than like fifteen thousand more than they had before Trump got in and fired everybody. He fired all the IRS people or or downgraded them, whatever they could do. I mean, yeah, this is over uh, 15 years. It's just... Ah, I got nothing to hide. I mean, I don't cheat on my no. taxes. No. There's times where I wish I did, but I just, I'm too afraid to. I, you know, they, I get the call from the Catholic radio station group Careful, all the Catholic. time. Yeah, I understand. They go, you know, you can get a tax write-off if you donate the station. You know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, just give your station yes. to the Catholic Church? Seriously. For a tax write-off. Well, Seriously. What do you guys do to make a living? Huh? Well, I'm on entitlements, but I mean. I know, but what would you would, then you're just done working? Just quit. How would you, I mean, how would you make any money off the station that you... Well, you wouldn't. Well, you, you wouldn't, be, and I don't make enough to make a tax. I don't make enough. That would be a one-time tax To have a too. tax. I, well, I don't yeah, see how that's what a... Am I, what am I writing off? I don't see how that's a win for you guys I don't at all. make enough to, make, to have a write-off. You should say, well, no, we don't do it that way. Why don't you give me a million and a half and you can have it? What would they say to that? I think you I would have. avoid your capital gains. <clears throat> oh, yeah, well... I've said that to them. And then I'm sure they go silent then. Yeah. They basically want it for free. <clears throat> well, there's big. Their Catholic radio is pretty big in Des Moines. That's big. Well, we got a station here that's on FM that does 250 water on FM. So How long ago was this when they approached you? 
This is about yearly for the last since I since I hit uh, sixty five. <laughs> Seriously. Interesting. I, I was not aware. Are they the only religion coming at you with? No, we've had Southern Baptists and. They basically want to convert the station into a religious. Yes. Yes. Channel. Can you imagine KCJ going from KCJJ to religion? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be uh... a. <laughs> you have like the fake devil calling in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. This is Satan. <laughs> well, there wouldn't be any. I mean, all it'd be is wherever it's. Going. I think it'd be funny if they bought you bought it. And there then wouldn't be any phone. And your caller kept kept calling them. <laughs> they would. They'd have to call New York or something wherever the. Because you think it would just become a big automated? Yes, I think when I leave that. here, when I leave here, it's going to become. Um, no, there'll be no local radio. You're the only thing that's standing in the way of low, no local radio. Well, like at this it. point, yeah, yeah I'm not. Point, I'm not. Unless I'm, everybody gets together and wants local radio and buys me out. If you're sick of, if you're sick of Kirk, he's been a lot more successful than I've been. Get me out. Well, there you go. <laughs> God, did you? See, I heard you guys reading the um, the cutoffs, the layoffs from Gannett. Burlington got hit pretty hard too. Yeah, the Burlington Hawkeye. I think they're down. Someone said they're down to three employees. Jesus, Jesus Christ. How can you put down yellow? Hey, Pat, let's say Michigan and Ohio State um, are undefeated when they meet each other at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Whoever loses um, with the one loss, do both of them still have a chance for the playoff? Possibly. It just depends on what the Alabamas and – I mean, there's always a chance, but – yeah, because if there's a bunch of one-loss teams, yeah, if Notre Dame's got two losses, of a lot will depend on what happens to Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Oklahoma, those types of teams. But Georgia. It, Georgia, yeah. And Georgia's another one. So, yeah, I would say probably not, but you never say never. Because in the past, didn't like uh, Alabama, let's say, beat Georgia in the SEC championship game and they both went to the playoffs? That's happened. That, that's happened before. Yeah. And, but they had one loss, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Alabama's ever been in with two losses. You're not going to get in without with more. But no, I think there's a chance that could happen. And so we'll. Just, I just didn't know. I just didn't know if the, if people thought the Big Ten was that good to deserve two teams. But if the loser of that game has one loss, obviously, and Notre Dame has one loss, Notre Dame gets in over the yeah, runner-up. I would have imagined that so. would happen. Yeah. I think that would happen. Now, let's say Georgia and Alabama have one loss each, and. That scenario that you just said happens, I think at least one of those SEC teams would be picked over mm-hmm. the runner-up in the Big Ten, too. So we'll see. Big Ten would love to have that problem of those teams both being undefeated going into the – that's what they want but more than Michigan anything. got firebombed last year. Thanks. Yeah. They weren't very – Oh, no, Michigan was not comp- – Michigan basically had done to it what it did to Iowa in uh-huh. the Big Ten championship. It wasn't even competitive. I, that surprised me, too. I, I thought Michigan would do a better job of playing – I watched uh, this guy representing uh, Universal NBC, by the way, uh, last week, I think uh, Thursday, I think, uh, and he uh, said they're looking to the Big Ten to help them grow the Peacock Network. Great. So, yeah, I, I don't care. I mean, yeah. The Peacock Network, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you, Streaming Big Ten games is not the way to go. And well, the more, I mean, streaming, I, I, I just don't think, like I said, I know some games are going to be streamed, but if more of your games are being streamed three to five years from now, that's not good. 
No, it's like, well, baseball. Because not people every, are bitching about. And Apple. I know you guys are big. Not everybody streams. Well, not everybody no, does true. that. And to me, and like I said before, I don't think Ohio State's going to be having many of its games streamed. Do you? Uh, say no. none. I think Ohio, Iowa needs to avoid falling into that group. What, what, hey, what channel is Iowa? Oh, it's being streamed on the peak. You don't want that for football. No. You don't want I, that. Don't. And I think that will ultimately backfire on the Big Ten. I think that. I think living under that a setup for three to five years, I think some fans will become disenchanted. Well, if it's streaming on Peacock and also on NBC regular, fine. But that may not be the case. I may not. And then isn't Paramount another one they're thinking about? Paramount is yeah. CBS, so yes. yes. Uh-huh. So, and I just know that there's some people that don't want to have to stream to watch Iowa football. Uh, watch th- that Ten. would be all of us. And I think that will be something that in their haste to try to get as much money as they can right now, I think that could ultimately backfire on them. According to Nielsen, 42% of the population in the U.S. Uh, is watching uh, stream. So that's content. less than half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's actually a little high. I, I would have guessed it was somewhere between 20 and 30. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I know they're trying to come up with all these different ways to get as many games on networks where they can make money from the advertising, but that can also backfire on you. It can. It can backfire on you. Well, and, yeah, you pay the streaming. You you still not lose, even if you pay to have, you know, commercial-free streams. Well, like, and most people in this country... You're still going to have commercials on it. I mean, you stream... And every, how much... Your, what's your bill again? Like 300 well, we have DirecTV, and we have, like, four streaming There's services. a lot of people that can't afford that. Yeah, I know. And those, a lot of those yeah. people love college football. And what, are you going to just price those people well, out? Yeah, that's what... Well, yeah. that's why I think that I mean, eventually... Not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's good. I don't like it either, even if I've got those, even if I've got those channels. But, yeah, streaming to me is not the way to go with college football. I don't think it's the way to go with baseball or... I don't care about baseball, but no, I'm with you. I just don't think yeah. it's the way to go because not everybody streams. And there's some people that don't want to yeah. stream. They just don't want to have to do that. I mean, so yeah, it'll be fair in- enough. It'll be yeah. interesting to see how they handle it. But like I said before, I don't think Ohio State's worried about its games being, st- no. being streamed. No. Now, a team like Iowa, you have a 7-5, seven 7-6. And seven and Down the road, you may be streaming. But Rutgers, USC on a Friday night. On the Peacock Network? Gee, I can't yeah. wait. That's a game that if it was on regular TV, I'd watch. But you won't get me watching it streaming, and I'm sure they'll lose some people that way. So well, there's a lot of people. If only 42 percent are streaming all the stream channels, you, what do you got? You got Disney, uh, which just surpassed Netflix, Paramount Plus, uh, Paramount Netflix, Plus, Peacock, Amazon App, Prime, Amazon Prime, Apple, Apple. That's five right there. Uh, yeah, right there. And and right now the only ones. That are making money, they can say what they want about Netflix losing subscribers. It's still making money, making tons of money. Disney's yeah. making money. Disney, God, yeah, I read it passed, it passed, it Netflix. passed Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I read something. Disney, they yeah. seem to be, they seem to be withstanding Ron DeSantis's assault on them. I mean, they're making, a, <laughs> yeah, nothing happened from that. He didn't do a damn thing. He just is said he, he was gonna. Is he ever happy? Huh? No. No, he's down there in Arizona with the, They're just going to get together and be so pissed off and angry. It'll be funny to see what they say because I don't think I've ever seen Ron DeSantis smile. And if a reporter asks him a question he doesn't like, he just rips him and interrupts him and won't let yeah, him. He's, he's a control freak. He's Trump Jr. He's, well, he's different. I mean, he's not as funny as Trump. No, Trump at least you have to admit as much as you got. 
We despise him. He at least it can be funny. Ron DeSantis, I don't see a funny bone in him at all. Just nasty, bully, just a dick. Trump can be funny. When you were laughing your ass off when he was doing that little Rocket Man stuff, we thought that was funny. Remember that? It's it was juvenile and yeah, he could counterproductive, be, he but it was be funny. Juvenile. He can be like. Uh, <laughs> Beavis and Butthead? You think he watches no, Beavis? No, I think our, uh, oh. our, our uh, ambulance driving EMT, whatever he is. Is, he the, is, this our, is, our, is this our version of Mother Jugs and Speed? <laughs> yeah. Without the jugs. Without the jugs, unfortunately. <laughs> no jugs, Suter. You ever watch no. that movie, Suter? <laughs> I don't think so. You never, did you watch it? Yeah. So I'm surprised that you and Ann have not watched Mother Jugs no. and Speed. Well, everybody loved Bill Cosby then. And Raquel Welch. Yeah. And who was the other one? Robert Culp? Or Robert Wagner? I don't know. I didn't see oh, it. God damn. Look it up. I can't believe I've seen Mother Jugs and Speed. I you haven't. I didn't see it. Who was Jugs, Captain? Which one was Jugs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, the streaming yeah. stuff, I mean, it's here to stay. I get that. but And that number's only going to go up, but it's never going to get to the point where, you know. Harvey Keitel. Every, every household in America has it. I don't no, because I never planned to stream. Harvey Keitel was the other? Yeah. Was he mother? Was he jugs? Or was he speed? He was the speed. And then Bill Cosby was mother, and of course yeah. Raquel Welch was jugs. Yeah. Good movie, Tom. You should no, watch it. No, everybody won't. Yeah, won't be streaming. No. It'll be... I think they're really, right now, kind of saturated. Oh, I agree. I mean, Well, I agree with that, but on the other hand, 42% streaming is the lowest it's going to be probably ever. Oh, yeah. From no, here on out. Yeah, but I don't know that it'll get... I don't know that it'll ever get above uh, 60. No, probably not. Well, what percent... I mean... What do we have now? 90% of people have computers? Is that what well, it is? There's no more than that? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously yeah. you can't stream without a computer. Well, you can't stream in the rural. We, you know, if we tried to stream out here, it'd just be frustration. Yeah. Well, would it just buffer the whole time? Basically. Because of the yeah. internet connection? Yeah. yeah. And if you don't have the best internet connection... You know, that's why people now are ripping uh, Mediacom because they got the body, you know, they got this 1995, you know, value uh, internet, but that's not going to stream. No. No, I've got the highest, I have the highest you can get because of KFMH, and it still will on occasion buffer. Which drives me crazy. Yeah. Buffering. Yeah, I mean, me it just. It I had a weird thing happen with my computer yesterday. I was almost ready to drive out to Best Buy. I was trying to upload. I was trying to get a video off of YouTube of an Iowa player that I had shot. And you know when you go up and you hit to the control and you hit the control C to get the, mm -hmm. you know the R R L address to drop it in. My computer just it faded to gray. I couldn't turn it off. I couldn't hit Control Alt Delete to so reboot it. Just froze. It. it just froze, and I'm like, great. So I had the thing. I shut it up. I had it in the car. Was getting ready to drive all the way out to Best Buy, which was the last thing I wanted to do. And then I said, okay, let me look, try to open it up. I opened it up, and boom, it just like woke up again. And there was no problem after. It was weird, though. It just, it's done that to it, me. It happens. It yep. just froze. It just, but I yeah. couldn't turn it off. It would not turn off. So it was just, and it was not complete. The screen was not completely black. It was like a light gray. I've and had it, that. Yeah. I had that once. 
out here on on our main computer. I had that once where it was light gray and it had like lines. And I just it was helpless. And luckily, it just yeah. kind of woke itself up. Yeah, it just it just because I did not want to drive on a Sunday. I afternoon. shut it down and turned it on, and that was it. But it did shut down. They God. probably would have told me to call the Geek Squad. You can do that over the phone. Yeah. And sometimes they can fix it over the phone. But luckily, it woke back up because now oh, that was a. I mean, I haven't. So your had, computer was whoa. I haven't had whoa. I haven't had many computer problems lately, thank God. But when you, they are such a pain in the ass. They sure are computer problems because I'm so not frustrating. Ver- I'm not very versed in it. I don't know what I'm doing. And so, we got this Greg Johnson. Well, yeah, he helped, he helped us. He is just, oh, you <laughs> doesn't have to call him Johnson. You gotta give yourself a. He's do it as hard as Tommy does. There you go. He's great. He helped us when we. Um, yeah. Launched Talk Fanatic. He was part of the consulting crew. And no, our yeah. our our um, technical stuff has been great. Yeah, I see computer support on Melrose. Yeah, and he there works are, with Vortex, yeah. and we've. I mean, yeah. I I have nothing but compliments for the yeah, people that great. have ran our tech stuff. So, but, all right. Well, cool. it's almost eleven o'clock. All um, right. This is good fun Hawkeye discussion. Some interesting calls. Captain, some good digressions. Captain doing a little censoring. <laughs> I would call it censoring. What would you call it? Uh, discarding. Discarding. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. Everybody, enjoy the weather. We'll be back on Wednesday. And um... all right, good enough. And Malik Suter is next. Hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It's free.